It's football time in the Mid-South. Live on the Mighty 990, your home for the Briarcrest Saints. It's the Magnolia Homes pregame show. Magnolia Homes, live life well. Now, from the Mighty 990 Broadcast Center, here's Josh Rivera. Friday Night Lights is back, Memphis. We're so excited to launch our play-by-play coverage of Briarcrest football on the Mighty 990, powered by EPM Appraisals. I'm Josh Rivera, and tonight... We kick off the first night of high school football for Briarcrest Christian School as they face off against Booker T. Washington High School. But before we get to some football, I want to let you know that our bright blue Mighty 990 tent is at the Briarcrest game right now. And you have a chance at winning a $50 Visa gift card if you go say hi to our great staff. I know we have several of our staff there waiting to talk to you and meeting you. And I think that'd be a great opportunity for you to maybe win some money. So if you're at the game or if you were thinking about going to the game, that's a great reason to go. Here's a question for you listeners on the live chat and those that are also listening on the radio. Football season is back, and that probably means multiple trips to the concession stand if you're anything like me. But I want to know, what is your go-to concession stand food or drink to watch the game with? Give us a call at 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. I want to know what your favorite snack is during the game. I want to thank our pregame sponsors, Magnolia Homes, Live Life Well, for sponsoring the show. And let's talk some football. Briarcrest and Booker T. Washington is going to kick off our first live pre- play-by-play coverage. Um, and we're going to have Josh Davis and Parker May a little bit later um, as we progress into the night. But as we begin the night, Briarcrest and Booker T., they started out last year. Briarcrest started out 9-0 and and lost the final game of the regular season versus Enworth. And they went on to lose in the division playoffs to Christian Brothers in a close game, 35-33. to but here's something really interesting. Last year, Booker T faced off against Briarcrest to start the season last year. And, and, and Briarcrest just, I mean, it, was, it wasn't it was even a competition almost. It was 58-0 last year when they faced off. I don't know if that's what the game is going to be like tonight. I, I, I'm sure Briarcrest is probably banking on having an easy win tonight. We'll see what happens. Last year, they ranked 28 in Tennessee. This year, they're starting off ahead of the season, ranked number 19. We'll see if tonight's going to bump them up, take them down, or keep them the same. We'll see what happens. Max Carroll Sr. at Briarcrest, he committed to Texas Christian University looking to get a big game. He already committed to TCU, um, and he's listed as ATH. And for those who don't know, ATH is somebody that can play any position. I mean, you are the best of the best. You can play any position pretty much. He's ranked number 18 overall in the state of Tennessee. We're looking to see if he's going to have a really big game tonight. Another game in Memphis, we're going to have First Assembly Christian and Clarksville Academy playing tonight. First Assembly started out 4-7 and seven last year. They lost all their away games, but they went 3-1 and one at home. Now, here's something interesting. They have a new turf. And I'm on the phone lines with me right now, I have Dr. Sherry Hopper right now. Um, and I'm so glad that you're on the phone with me, Sherry. You're, uh, you've been a teacher. You've been involved with FACS for a number of years. And you're also a big football fan. I know that for sure. Um, how are you doing today? Oh, we're doing great. We are out here. I'm watching the guys warm up. Both Clark, uh, Clarksville and uh, First Assembly are out here warming up on this brand new, beautiful field. We are loving it. We did get some new turf, and this is the first game that is being played. It is also the second year for uh, Coach Mitch McDaniel. Uh, he is starting his second year here at First Assembly, and we are just really, really excited to see what he's got going on out here. Yeah, last year FACS beat Clarksville in the season opener 30-10. to 10. We'll see if they can do something like that again this year. I know... Um, 
uh, the energy. I mean, Friday Night Lights is back. It's always an exciting time. And it's kind of dull in the summer when it comes to high school sports. I mean, nothing's really going on. Everyone's on break. And this is what the players train for. They spend their summers training, long nights, I'm sure. What's the energy been around in the school today as classes were going on? And how is it now just that the game is just a few minutes away? Uh, actually, the energy has been great just here in general. This is our first week of school this year, and we have like almost 200 new students that have come in. Our football team is growing leaps and bounds, and everyone is out here. It's, it feels like such a community, and this year we're being led uh, by junior Josh Wright. He is, uh, he's out there, and we're really excited to see what he's got. Um, and it's just it is so exciting to see the growth and the excitement that we have out here at First Assembly. Your Crusaders, like you said, they have some new turf, and, and I know you said you really liked it. The, what is the general opinion of it um, at the school? What, what do they think about it? Oh, everyone is really excited about it. We have, uh, we've been out here because they started installing it last week, and so people will be driving by and taking pictures of it as the pieces were installed, and we're up there like the bags of uh, fill are up there. Oh, how many have gone <laughs> down? I mean, we have watched the construction of this field because it was something that, you know, people didn't think would ever happen, mm-hmm. and yet he, under his second year, Mitch McDaniel was able to make that happen, and we're so thankful to not only him but to the First Assembly Administration that uh, you know, has been backing this program. I want to say a little bit into a recent interview you had back in June. You had White Stations coach Teron Conley on your show, who I think should be coming into the show in the halftime. We'll see how the night goes, but he's going to be his first time coaching um, at White Station High School. He actually coached for Briarcrest last year, coincidentally. Did he tell you anything about his vision for the Spartans this year under his direction? Well, yeah, he coached here as well. Uh, that, oh, okay. He's, uh, he's made his rounds. Yes, he left here and went to Rossville, then made his way to Briarcrest, and now he's at White Station. And really, he's about um, building building his program, but building his boys. I mean, he is really invested in these guys, not just in football, but in life. And that is what I have always noticed about Coach Conley, that he, he really invests individually in his players, and he makes them great players on and off the field. And I listened to your interview and you and Chet talked about the importance of coaching and how it is much more than just on the field. How crucial is his role and just coaching in general to these young athletes for White Station, for Briarcrest, for FACS and these young kids life? Oh, it's, it's coaches make can make all the difference. And we've even seen a difference here with um, Coach McDaniel. Whenever you have great leadership on the field, it carries off into the classrooms too because the the football players they are natural leaders, and they don't realize that until they start carrying off that attitude into the classroom. You start seeing it when their coach teaches them discipline and respect and leadership. It, it does. It permeates the whole school. And Conley was really big on that here, and we saw that. And I, and I would expect no different of him with this new White Station crew, especially because he came into that program. They had been several months without a coach. They were actually worried about the whole season in general and when he took over. Well, Sherry, I'm going to let you go for now, but I have one more question for you. I had a question of the day, um, question of the show, and I was just curious because, I mean, I, I grew up watching football, I, I, and I, I wanted to know because, like I said, if you're anything like me, I, I like to eat, and it's hard to stay away from the concession stand sometimes. What's your go-to snack, food, drink when you visit the concession stand? I'm going to be honest. I can't visit the concession stand. I get too <laughs> into the game. It makes me feel nauseous, so I don't. <laughs> what is Chet's then? i got to know Chet's. Uh, his are, he likes barbecue nachos. Yeah, that's that's the one. I, I love that. Okay, so um, thank you, Sherry. I just want to thank you again for joining the show. I hope uh, you, your team, again, I hope they rally through. At least I hope you guys have a really great time and have a, a successful season. 
Thank you, and go Crusaders. <laughs> Thank you, Sherry. All right, guys, so we're going to go ahead and go into our first break. When we come back, I'm going to get Winston Wilcox on the phone and ask him a couple questions. He's the reporter. He's the high school sports reporter for the Daily Memphian. So when we come back, uh, I'm sorry, not for the for the commercial appeal, excuse me. So when we come back, I'm going to get Winston on the phone, ask him a couple questions, and until then, we'll be right back. Now, back to the Magnolia Homes pregame show with Josh Rivera. Welcome back, guys, to our coverage of the pregame show ahead of our play-by-play. I'm Josh Rivera, and I'm excited to be running the show today and for the next couple of weeks. Um, thank you for listening to our show. We are sponsored by Magnolia Homes, Live Life Well. And on the phone with me, I have Winston Wilcox, who is the high school sports reporter for the Commercial Appeal. I have him on the phone lines with me right now. How are you doing, Winston? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm excited for the new season. And um, ahead of the season, I mean, I, I wanted to ask, which game or games are you going to be attending tonight to give our listeners an idea? And which matchups tonight are, you, uh, are intriguing you the most? Um, I'm currently at Arlington and MUS um, getting ready here. That's about to kick off, I guess, in about 20, 19 minutes now. Um, so, that, so, so that'll be a lot of fun. Um, but give me a quick second here. Sorry about that. I know Briarcrest and um, BTW are going to kick off here shortly. Um, that should definitely be interesting. Um, you know, looking forward to kind of seeing how Briarcrest looks. I won't see them in person yet, but seeing kind of how they look and put things together because I haven't gotten a chance to see many of the teams in the area um, as I just moved out here in December. So I missed all of last football season. Yeah. And I want to touch on that a little bit too. It's your first season in Memphis. And I'm curious to know kind of what your first thoughts have been covering Memphis sports now for a couple of, uh, for a couple months now, what, what are your, I, what are your thoughts so far on Memphis sports? I'm in, I, I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, and I, and I think the first thing that comes to mind is passion. Um, the city has a lot of passion um, across all sports, obviously basketball, you know, is in the forefront um, but I know this baseball season, it has a lot of passion and a lot of passionate fans as well as athletes and, and teams. Um, that was a lot of fun following several of our area teams that made playoff runs and a, and a few that made runs into the state tournament um, as well. And, you know, I'm starting to see a little bit of that passion in football as well. I was out at Covington last night to see Mumford and Covington in that atmosphere. It's exactly what you would expect and, and would want for um, week one of, of high school football. And it looks like um, MUS and Arlington is going to, is going to equal that 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 atmosphere for for a typical high school Friday night. Yeah, and you've done a piece on some of the top college prospects in the Memphis area for the class of 2023. I want to know which one of those or which one of the players, if not all of them, which stand out to you the most, and you expect to maybe have a great senior year. Um, I know for sure, uh, Brock Glenn, Brock Glenn is at the top of my list. Yeah, um, I've gotten to see him throw around a little bit. Excited to get a chance to see him play um, some game action. Um, but you know, to me, he is you know, just, just an all around phenomenal quarterback from, from what I've seen. And, you know, I, I, I want to say the tape doesn't lie. Um, you know, I haven't again, got to see him play in person, but from what I've seen on film and what I've seen him doing seven on sevens and stuff, he looks every bit of, of a power five quarterback. And, um, as an Ohio state commit, I mean, that, that, that sounds, that sounds about right. Yeah. And, uh, Brock, Brock Glenn, who's the quarterback, um, he's committed to Ohio State. He committed back in July. So we'll see if he can make the most of his senior year. I'm sure he will. And like you said, um, you haven't seen him play yet, but I'm excited to get your reactions once you do on the show. Um, I want to know what the energy has been like at the games you've been to already. You said you went to the Mumford game yesterday. What was the energy around uh, the stands in the game? You could definitely tell that that game, um, I don't know if it's an official rivalry between Mumford and Covington, but you can tell it had that kind of rivalry feel to it. 
Um, it was a it was a sellout, um, and if and if it wasn't, it was about as close of a sellout as you can have. Um, the entire Covington side was was dressed in their purple and gold, and Mumford side, you know, sported their maroon, and you know, the game didn't disappoint. You know, the score was a little lopsided, but um, you know, I think atmosphere wise and excitement wise, you couldn't have asked for a better uh, start to, to to the season, in my opinion. Of course, and uh, well, I think. I want to finish with one thing. I, I I was asking Sherry, and I've just kind of been asking around because I'm just genuinely curious. I want to know. I know you're reporting games, and sometimes I understand you know work is work, but get a little hungry from time to time. I want to know what your go-to snack, food, or drink is at the concession stand when you're reporting games. You, you know, I, I I stay away from the concession stands, and there's one reason and one reason only. Most of them, if not all of them, don't take cards, so <laughs> I don't carry a lot of cash on me. No, I and feel so that. As a result, I, I I don't get to partake in a lot of the um, uh, concession stands, you know, mid game. Um, but I know if I if, if I do go time to time, I will just grab a quick burger, something that's easy to hold while standing, and something that'll fill me up and hold me over until I get back. I feel that sometimes it's just easier just to stop by Sonic or something before the game. I, I get that. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, yeah. thank you, Winston, for joining the show. I really appreciate your coverage. And I'm excited to hear more about what's going on as the season progresses. Um, thank you for joining the show. Absolutely, Josh. Thanks for having me. Of course. All right, guys. So we're going to jump into some more games. We have games slated all over the Memphis area. And we're going to start with uh, Christian Brothers in Germantown. They're going to be playing tonight along with a bunch of other teams. Let's go through CBU's season last year. They went 8-5 and five last year, beating Germantown in the last year in the first game of the season. They're going to be rematching today. But last year, Germantown, uh, they lost to Christian Brothers 20-14. to This year, Christian Brothers, they're going to, or last year, they were ranked 29 overall in Tennessee. They beat Briarcrest in the division playoffs last season. They lost in the semifinals, however. They're really expecting to get back into the groove of things to try to win again. I talked to one of the players, Jackson Hammond. He's actually committed to Army already. He's uh, one of the players for Christian Brothers High School. And he was telling me that he feels really good about the season. He's he's totally focused now that his recruiting is done. And I understand, like, recruiting, that's one of those things. You are, a lot of times, like, football is a team sport. And you want to be sure that you are doing everything you can for the team. But at the end of the day, you're playing for your future. You know, if you have the talent and if you have eyes on you, you got to make the most of that. you got to make a career out of it if you can. So now once that pressure of getting recruited already is out of the way. He's saying that he's ready for the season. He's been playing with his guys for a while and he's excited for the last for his last season at Christian Brothers. I also asked him um, just how how ready he feels, how, what his chances of running back a state title would be. And he said he's, that he feels that they're really talented this year. He believes that they can make a run for the state title. And says, quote, we are going to shock a lot of people this year. We really don't have a lot of holes and we play with a lot of confidence. He also said that he decided to play at Army because of the opportunity to get an Ivy League education while also playing Power 5 level football. He said he loves the culture and brotherhood they have and he believes that he can thrive at West Point. We're excited to see what happens at Christian Brothers and Germantown. And um, we're going to jump right next to the, to the next game, Collierville and Wooddale. Now, Collierville, he, this is an interesting team. They're coming off an undefeated season. And then they lost in the playoffs against Ravenwood. Collierville, they are going to want that stage back as well, just like Christian Brothers. They were ranked 13 last year in Tennessee, and now they are ranked 29. A little bit of a drop-off. That's understandable. But I think they they, they feel that they they can come right back into hopefully the top 10 in Tennessee. A lot of tough competition around the state, but if anyone can do it, Collierville really proved it last year. I'm sure they can. And like Winston was saying earlier, he's at the Arlington and MUS game, Memphis University School. Arlington had a rough season last year. They went 2-8. and eight. 
Although, uh, well, actually, you know, they lost to MUS in the season opener last year, 39-10. to 10. We'll see if they can write the script a little different tonight. Um, we'll get updates as the night goes on by Winston. Um, we'll keep you updated as the night goes on. And MUS went 5-6 and six last year. Both schools are hoping to have a bounce-back season. I know that's not exactly how they wish the season would go. We'll see where it goes. When we come back, guys, we're going to talk to John Varlas. He is the high school reporter for the Daily Memphian. And we're going to get a little bit of his opinion on the Mumford and Covington game last night that he also covered. And uh, we'll get all of that when we come back from this break. Your exclusive source for high school sports coverage, the Mighty 990. Now, back to the Magnolia Homes pregame show with Josh Rivera. Welcome back, guys. Friday Night Lights is back. We're super excited for that. I'm happy you guys are listening to the show today. Um, we have John Varlis on the show right now. He's the high school sports reporter for the Daily Memphian. And, uh, John, thank you for joining the show. I'm excited to have you. I'm excited to be here, guys. I appreciate you asking me, and it's, it's great to have high school football back for sure. Yeah, it's always, it, it, you know, it's tough. In the summer, it's there, there's not much going on. And for sports junkies like us, I know it's just tough to really stay entertained sometimes. And it's really exciting to get the fall back where we get professional sports, college sports, and high school sports, which you're covering. So I know we're both excited about that. You covered the Mumford game yesterday versus Covington. I want to know first off, how impressive was this win for the Cougars, winning 28-7? to it's very impressive. I think. I think. I think the most impressive thing, if you're a if you're a Munford fan, the most encouraging thing. I mean, you, you got to figure they were going to have a, a pretty solid offense, but but uh, for for their defense to uh, to hold Covington to just seven points and just 136 total yards, where last year you know Covington averaged nearly 400 yards per game. I mean, that's just a tremendous thing, you know. And considering they did it with a, a young group, uh, you know, several guys that were starting their first varsity game, so. I think it was a really it looks like it was a really good team win for uh, for Munford, and I think there's a lot of reason to be encouraged if you're a Munford fan. And that's exactly what yeah you mentioned that that they held Covington to just seven points, and as you noted, like you just said uh, uh, on your Twitter account as well, that that they held them only to 136 yards and 34 plays. Is this something we can expect from for Munford's defense this year, or was this just a bad night for Covington's offense? Well, I think it may be a little both because Covington was breaking in a, a new quarterback, a new uh, starting quarterback, and you know with that wing T offense that Covington runs, so much of it is, is based on timing and experience, and you know it's always going to be tough for a, for a kid starting his first game. But you know, by by the same token, I mean Covington played extremely well. They forced you know they forced turnovers. They dominated the time of possession, and you know with when you have a quarterback like Jordan Bell and some of the playmakers that those guys that, that they have at Munford, you know, you're, you're always going to have a chance. So yeah, I think they've got a chance to be super, super competitive this year in, in, uh, in 5A. Are there any matchups tonight that you're most intrigued by? Well, there's, there's definitely some matchups I'll be uh, keeping an eye on uh, tonight for sure. I'm, I'm actually here at the Laws and Gabe because they're, they open number one in the daily Memphian ranking. So I'm here out there to see Laws and Southwind. Um, actually, guys, the, the, the game that I think I'm most excited for is probably tomorrow when, uh, when Christian Brothers goes over to Germantown to take on Germantown. I think that's going to be a fun one. Uh, I think you got two really evenly matched teams there. Not a lot to separate those two teams. And uh, I think that's got a chance to be a really fun game. Yeah, and like you said, you're at the Los Angeles game right now. They started 7-0 and last year. They went 8-1 and overall in the regular season, and then they lost in the division playoffs. And uh, they were, they're currently ranked number 14 um, last time I checked, and they're the highest ranking in the Memphis area. Their star quarterback, Brock Glenn, is committed to Ohio State. What are your expectations for Brock Glenn on his final season at Lausanne? 
I, expectations are high. I think. I mean, I think he's got a shot to compete for for Mr. Football honors and All State honors and all that kind of thing. I think. Uh, you know, the key for the key for Brock, I think, is going to be developing. Um, you know, for Lausanne to develop some wide receivers. They had some talented receivers last year. Those guys have graduated. Um, so I, I think that's that's probably the key to their offense: developing some pass catchers. They got a great running game. They've got an outstanding offensive line. Of course, you know Brock is outstanding. They've got outstanding special teams. So offensively, they should be really, really good. I just, I just kind of, you know, kind of, you're going to be curious to see if they can develop some pass catchers. Yeah, absolutely. And, and as I mentioned earlier, summer is probably the slowest part of your high school sports coverage. I know that you do other sorts of coverages as well. How has it felt to kind of get back to the groove of everything now that we're back? Oh, it feels fine. Summer's hard because it's. Uh, because as a, as a newspaper person, you got to kind of scrounge around for stories, and then once the season starts, everything kind of falls into place, and you can plan and, and you know schedule things out easier, and it's a lot more easier once uh, you know once football season starts. That's that's the main difference. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I'm really happy that you uh, decided to join the show, John, and um, I hope you have a good night. Um, we'll be watching for your live tweeting, um, as I've I've noticed that you're constantly tweeting scores and stuff. We really appreciate that. We're gonna. Um, let you go for now, but I hope you enjoy the night and maybe we'll talk to you a bit later. Yeah, for sure. I'll give you guys a call at halftime. All right. Sounds great, John. Okay. Thanks. Bye. All right, guys, we're going to continue. Right, we're, we're about to go into the live coverage in just a little bit. But before that, I just want to thank our pregame sponsor, Magnolia Homes. And I want to thank our, uh, our live game coverage um, powered by EPM appraisals, evaluating property in the Mid-South. We're going to finish off just a couple more of the live games that are happening. Um, we have... Bartlett and Pure Academy and Bartlett started six and four last year, but last year when they played Pure, they went they won twenty two to twenty in overtime. Last year, we'll see if Bartlett can repeat that again. ECS and Ensworth last year, um, ECS went six and five, but it was a rough start as they lost forty to zero against Ensworth um, when they started the season last year. Hopefully, they don't get that kind of loss this year. Cordova and Memphis Central, um, they had a scrimmage last Friday where they lost to Melrose eighteen to six. Cordova did. They didn't get a single first down all game compared to Melrose's 11 first downs. Although it's a scrimmage game, you got to you got to hope that Cordova can learn from their mistakes. You can't slack on just a regular scrimmage game. Those sorts of things create habits and you don't want to have bad habits coming into the regular season. We'll see if they can fix that against Memphis Central. And the last game before we jump into a live coverage is Houston versus Ridgeway. 6 and 5 last year, they beat Ridgeway 49 to 14 last year. They went 4 and 1 at home, but 2 and 4 away. They got improved the away schedule. They're going to play Briarcrest next Friday actually. So be watching for Briarcrest and Houston. We'll have live coverage on the Mighty 990. But until then, I want to thank you for joining the mid the the pregame show excuse me and right now we're gonna jump into our live coverage um it's time to go to the press box at briarcrest christian as josh davis and parker may lead our play-by-play coverage powered by epm appraisals evaluating property in the mid-south live on the mighty 990 kwam it's football time in memphis we're the briarcrest saints powered by epm appraisals evaluating property in the mid-south briarcrest football Built on a firm foundation of faith, excellence, tradition, perseverance, teamwork, Christ-centered athletes of character. That's who we are. We are Briarcrest. Let's play some football. Now, live from high atop Clayton Field in the Ray Mullins Press Box, the Mighty 990 presents your Game of the Week. Here's Josh Davis and Parker May. 
It is a beautiful night here at Clayton Field here on the campus of Briarcrest Christian School where tonight the Saints and the Booker T. Washington Warriors will kick off the football season, the 2022 season, high school football. My name is Josh Davis. I'm being joined tonight by uh, Parker May. And Parker, I think you have some breaking news for us right out of the gate. Yeah, absolutely, Josh. I'm very excited to be here. And as you said, breaking news, our starting quarterback, the senior Troy commit for the Saints, number 11, J.D. Sherrod, is out tonight. Ankle injury, non-football injury, but probable next week. So looking forward to having him back on the field next week. Meanwhile, the starter tonight will be junior Cade Carlson making his first career varsity start. So that's one of the things I'm looking forward to, seeing him in his first varsity action. Yeah, so that is uh, big news right there. J.D. Sherrod, one of the top returning quarterbacks in the city, uh, will not be playing tonight. However, the good news is, as uh, Parker just shared with us, he will be back uh, next week. At least as he is expected to be back next week. Uh, Cade Carlson will, will get his first start. He's a junior, six foot two inch, 175-pound quarterback. It looks like the Saints are just about ready to come out on the field. By the way, uh, it is elementary night tonight, so not only will the varsity players be running out on the field, but the young kids, young athletes on the elementary level will be following them out, and it looks like there's several hundred of them out there. There's, <laughs> a, there's a good many. So, so Parker, what are, what are your expectations? Saints come in this year with a lot of expectations. What are your thoughts? Yeah, and as I talked about on the coaches' show with Coach Stewart this week, a lot of expectations this season. They came into the season third in the Memphis area, according to Max. Perhaps a lot different than last season. Still great season for the Saints last year, 9-2. and two. Looking forward to get them started off tonight, hopefully. As, I, as Coach Sue said in his interview, the, chance, the road to Chattanooga starts right here tonight on Clayton Field. Just a chance for his guys to get out there and show the city of Memphis what they got, and that's what their guys are excited about. Absolutely, yeah, this flew a little bit under the radar. Uh, they were not expected to win the division by anybody, but they did for the first time in school history win the, win the division and uh, went to the state playoffs. Unfortunately, lost to Christian Brothers in, in the, not the first round, but the second round because they had a first-round bye. And here comes the Briarcrest Saints onto the field. They are wearing white helmets, green jerseys, green, unif- green pants, and gold numerals. And they are coming out on the field. And as I said earlier, a bunch of elementary kids are running out behind them, and several of them just bit the dust. But the, the, I hope there's no injuries on the elementary level there, no. Parker. Captain's meeting just concluded, and the captains for the Saints tonight are Reed Linder, Max Carroll, Nate Bledsoe, Devin Johnson, J.D. Sherrod, Colin Collier, and Blake Clarkson. Very great captains for the Saints. Absolutely. That's a, that's a group of very good football players. Looks as if BTW will receive. Now, I'm going to apologize right now. BTW is wearing white uniforms and gold numerals. I would love to tell you who's back deep, but it is very difficult to uh, read that. It looks like it may be uh, Jamar Frazier. No, let's see. Well, when we get the number, when they get closer to us, we'll tell you the number. Can you can you see that, Parker? One of them is number six, Darius Widely, I believe, on the right side. That's who it is. They got three men deep, actually, so including three. Darius Widely and then number one. Mr. Ontarius Valentine, Valentine yeah. yeah. So Briarcrest will be kicking off here. Number uh, 46, Alan Cooper, the senior kicker, had a great year last year. He's yeah. kind of a do-all, do-it-all guy for the Saints. Yeah, absolutely a great kicker and punter who had a fantastic year punting and kicking for us last year. Looking forward to having another great year from him. And still get ready to 
get the 2022 football season underway here for the Saints. So he puts the ball down, backs up almost all the way back to the 30-yard line, is kind of getting his bearings. The referee blows the whistle. Saints players are swinging their arms, and we are about to get high school football kicked off here at Joseph Clayton Field. There is the kick. It is a deep one. It will be fielded by BTW at about the one-yard line up the field with the five, and he's going to be swallowed up at about the ten. He almost got away, but the Briarcrest special teams take the young man down from BTW right about the nine-yard line. That was a great tackle right there by Brandon Myers. Zach Williams also on the coverage. Fantastic tackle, and Booker T. Washington will start deep in their own territory. So it'll be interesting to see who uh, will start at quarterback for the Warriors. There's literally not a quarterback listed on their roster. No, it's a mystery. It's a mystery, so we're about to find out, though. Uh, Booker T. is now huddling up. Booker T. is not a large team. When I mean large, they do not have a lot of players, so definitely uh, depth. Uh, may be a problem for the Warriors tonight. So they've got three men in the backfield. And they are about to snap the ball. There's a snap. They're going to hand it off up the middle. He has got, got away from one tackle, but then he does get a little bit of yardage up to about the 14-yard line. That'll be about a four- or five-yard gain for Booker T on first down. Yeah, nice tackle there. Finally taken down by Zach Green and Trey Davis. That'll be a pickup of four, second down and six. BTW Micah Tucker is their center. He's a very, very big kid. He will have another large gentleman across the line from him, Nate Bledsoe, the six foot four inch, three hundred pounder from Briarcrest, who's going to go to Rice next year. Yeah, absolutely. He's got a great opportunity there, and he's looking forward to it. Briarcrest shifting around on defense, a four-man front, three linebackers, four defensive backs. Booker T will snap it again, looking to pass this time, throws it. And it's going to be picked off by Carroll, and he will go all the way into the end zone for a Briarcrest touchdown. So just like that on the second play from scrimmage, the all-everything player, Max Carroll, the TCU commit, Gets an easy interception and gets the first touchdown of the year. You know, Parker, I thought Max might get the first touchdown, but I thought it'd be on offense. Absolutely, but either way, a great play from Max. Read that pass perfectly, intercepted the ball from number five, Myron Patterson. That's their quarterback. There we go. Took us a couple plays to figure that out. Either way, a great start to the Saints season from number three, Max Carroll. He said the TCU commit. So Bramlett in the snap, Linder in the hold, and then Cooper will be in the kick. 43 for 45 last year on extra points. Let's see how he starts tonight. Yeah, Cooper Allen, I should say. High snap, but the kick does get away, and it is good. So just like that, with 10 minutes and 50 seconds to go in the first quarter, Briarcrest jumps out very quickly on BTW, 7 to nothing. And we will take a break and uh, take it back to the KWAM studios so you can hear from some of the fine sponsors of Briarcrest football this year. Okay, we are back at Joseph Clayton Field here on the campus of Briarcrest Christian School. Briarcrest, right out of the gate, scores on a Max Carroll interception on only the second play from scrimmage. So Cooper Allen will be uh, back out on the field very quickly to kick off for Briarcrest again. Yeah, I got a feeling Cooper Allen might be a busy man tonight between kicking and PATs. Yeah, that's absolutely right. He goes deep again. It will be 
fielded by BTW right at the one-yard line. Actually, the referee said he went back into the end zone, so he will whistle that ball dead. And BTW will take it first and 10 on the 20-yard line. Beautiful night here at Briarcrest. Got a little bit warm, uh, but it's uh, the shade is covering the field now. We've got a nice, nice crowd here over on the Briarcrest side. The band is playing. Michael Parsons is the band director. Packed student section as well. Yeah. Great showing from the students tonight. The Eads Empire, that's right. Yep, absolutely. In full force tonight for the season opener. Starters for the Saints on defense. And the defensive line, Trace Magro, Nate Bledsoe, Zach Green, and Carter Bostick. The linebackers, Jojo Salim, Trey Davis, and Max Carroll. And in the secondary, Reed Linder, Devin Johnson, Zach Williams, and Colin Collier. So BTW will now line up to run their second offensive series of the night. The first one did not go very well for the Warriors. They threw an inter a pick six interception to Max Carroll. This time they hand the ball off. Nice hard run, but he didn't get any yardage. That was number one. And Terrius Valentine uh, got stopped at the line of scrimmage. So it'll be second down and 10 uh, for BTW. About 10 minutes and 30 seconds to go here in the first quarter. Another tackle there made by Trey Davis, his second one in the early game. Junior linebacker. And he's one of the guys, I believe, Coach uh, Stu may have talked about. Got to come in and play good for yeah, the Saints absolutely. this year. A lot more opportunities for him to play this year, and he's taking full advantage of it so far tonight. So BTW lines up again. It'll be second down and 10. Oh, a little bit of a high snap, but he handles it. But he's going to be gobbled up very quickly by Briarcrest back at the 14-yard line. That'll be a six-yard loss for BTW. Sacked by number five, Brandon Myers, the junior defensive end. Another one of the kids that's, yeah. uh, that the Saints are counting in on defense this year. A lot of kids with an opportunity to play tonight. And a lot of chances to be proven. That's a nice sack there by Brandon Myers. So it'll be third down. Third down and about 16 for the Warriors. BTW really not getting much going offensively so far. Quarterback is barking out the signals. There's a snap. He's, he's back. He's going to throw it downfield. He has a man, but it's going to be intercepted again. That's number 19, Zach Williams, and he's going back up the field. He's to the 10, to the 5. He will take it all the way to the end zone. Two possessions for P BTW, two pick sixes for Briarcrest. And just like that, the Saints lead 13 to nothing. What a play from Zach Williams coming back to the Saints this year and making an impact early in his first game back. Fantastic start for the Briarcrest defense and Coach Tucker, the defense coordinator. I was about to say, this is the uh, dream start for Brandon Tucker. Two defensive touchdowns within the first just few minutes of the game. Well, as we said, there's only there's 9.09 left to go in the first quarter, and Briarcrest is already leading 14 to nothing, and the offense is just sitting over here twiddling their thumbs. They haven't even gone out on the field yet. Yeah, Cade Carlson, we're, that was the story of the game, him having his first yards to start. He hasn't even had to go out there yet, and we got 14 points on the board. The kick is up, and the kick is no, no good. good. A little bit right, so it'll be 13. There is a penalty flag on the field. It's possible a BTW player jumped a little early. He looked as if he did. Let's see what the referee says, though. We have yet to see a signal. He's leisurely walking out to the 20-yard line. And he is, uh, oh, he's going to actually be roughing the kicker or running into the kicker. So now uh, uh, Mr. Carlson will, I mean, excuse me, uh, Cooper Allen will get another chance to make that extra point. 
This time from the 15-yard line. Kick is up, and the kick is no good again. And, wow, that is really not a, a normal for Cooper Allen yeah, to miss very two. very characteristic. Only missed two PATs last year. Yeah, so uh, missed them both, so it will be a 13 to nothing lead for Briarcrest. And so we will rinse, wash, and repeat after we come back. But first, we'll kick it back to the KWAM studios to hear a message from one of our sponsors. Briarcrest Football, powered by EPM Appraisals, evaluating property in the Mid-South. Sponsored by Magnolia Homes, live life well. Peer Financial Advisors, plan, invest, evolve, retire confidently. Independent Bank, a better way to bank. Way to bank. Rando Frame and Gallery, and Weimer's Jewelry. Uh, we have only played a few minutes. There are nine minutes and nine seconds left to go in the first quarter. Briarcrest's offense is yet to touch the field, but the Saints lead 13 to nothing due to two pick sixes, one by Max Carroll, one by Zach Williams. Uh, I think BTW uh, has only run five offensive plays, but two of those have been uh, pick sixes. So I'm not trying to coach BTW, but if I were them, Parker, I might just run the ball a little bit. Yeah, they had decent success running the ball there, number one, on Terry's Valentine. So Cooper Allen, his third kickoff of the game, and we've yet to even play three minutes. He's going to kick it deep again. This time BTW will come up and feel the ball around the 10-yard line. The young man's bringing it up field, makes a man miss. He's going to get it up past well, almost to the 20-yard line and go down at about the 18. So that's where BTW, the Warriors, will start first and 10 at the 18-yard line. Parker, I know there's a few. I heard Coach Stu say in the pregame show there's a few other injured players uh, for the Saints right now. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty lengthy injury reports. It's not what you want to have at the start of the season. You have J.D. Sherrod, we already mentioned, and then Jack Gleason, a junior receiver's out with a calf injury. He should be back next week as well. And then King Johnson, an offensive lineman, sad for him, out for the season with a neck injury. Mm. And then Blake Clarkson with a leg injury, out for about five weeks. And then there's others, including Josh Likes and Wes Dabbs. So here comes BTW for the third time. This time will be a quarterback keeper. He's trying to get outside. Now he's going to stop. Now he's going to throw. He throws it downfield. It's going to be intercepted again by Briarcrest. Zach Williams again. Zach Williams, two INTs already this year. And, uh, yeah, I've just got to believe BTW has got to quit throwing the football. And eventually, Parker, you will get to tell the listeners the starting lineup for the offense if they ever make the field. Well, there they we will go. now. That's Kate Carlson I'd already, yeah, Kate Carlson will eventually, finally will get on the field. That's Kate Carlson makes his varsity debut. Very excited for him. He'll take the offense into the huddle with JoJo Salima running back, Devin Johnson, Reed Linder, Max Carroll, and Colin Collier at wide receiver. And then the offensive line, a very experienced offensive line with Nate Bledsoe, Zach Green, Zeke Taylor, Ronnie Inmarado, and Cade Shivers. So... The snap comes back to Carlson. He fakes it. He's going to throw it out to Carroll. Carroll catches. Actually, it's not Carroll. It's number six, Devin Johnson. He's going to go down the field, and he will take it all the way into the end zone for Briarcrest. And the Saints lead 19 to nothing now with eight minutes and 39 seconds left to go in the first quarter. Couldn't ask for a better start for Cade Carlson there. One pass and 20 yards right there. One for one and one touchdown. Yeah, that was um, – yeah, BTW just is really having trouble um, 
getting – nobody touched him at no. that time. And there was just nobody over there. So it seems like they may be having trouble getting lined up. You talked earlier there's smaller team numbers-wise according to the Saints. Might be, that might get tougher the longer this game goes kick on. Kick is How up, fast and plays. the kick is good this time. So uh, Cooper Allen redeems himself from the last time. So Briarcrest leads 20 to nothing with eight minutes and 39 seconds to go in the first quarter. We will kick it back to the studio for this from our sponsors. EPM Appraisals presents Briarcrest Football on the Mighty 990 KWAM. EPM Appraisals, evaluating property in the Mid-South. Okay, we are back at Joseph Clayton Field here at Briarcrest Christian School. The Saints have gotten off to a very hot start against the Booker T. Washington Warriors. The Saints lead 20 to nothing with 8 minutes and 39 seconds left to go. And Cooper Allen, who's getting a lot of airtime tonight, uh, will will be kicking off for the fourth time. He has made... One, he's made two of three extra points, and he's kicked off four times. Well, he's about to kick off for the fourth time. Yeah, and he won't be the only kicker you see tonight. I'm told Taylor Hackmeyer, a sophomore kicker, will also get some experience tonight. Good for him to get an opportunity to play here on a Friday night in front of a great crowd. So Cooper Allen comes up. He kicks the ball, and once again he kicks it deep. He will drive the BTW player back to about the two. He fumbles the ball, but he picks it up going upfield up to about the – he's got a little bit of room, but the ball is gobbled up real quickly. That was number one, Antarius Valentine, with a return. So they got up to about the 19-yard line, it looks like. So that's where Booker T. Washington will start. First and ten for the Warriors. So, Parker, if you're Coach Donaldson, Coach Tucker, Coach Stewart, when do you start substituting? You need to get your starters some playing time. You do. you got a big game next week against yeah. Houston, which we'll be on the call for again right here on the Mighty 990. But as well, you got to also get them some playing time. That's right. You, but you also got to get the younger guys some playing time as well. So maybe after the first quarter, starting yeah. slowly incorporating the younger guys in. With the injury bug that has hit yeah. the Saints early this year, he may be a little bit skittish about leaving the starters in too long. But, um, but yeah, anyway, here comes Booker T. Washington lining up again. They've got two running backs, a quarterback. They've got two wide receivers, actually three wide outs in the game. Snap is back. They're going to hand it off. He's in trouble in the backfield, tries to cut up field. He gets up and probably lost about a yard on that play. Huge tackle right there by Max Carroll. Max Carroll all over the field, both offensively and defensively. The BTW running back's a little slow to get back up. Looks like that's number six, Darius Wadley, for the Warriors. I like how Monty Manguno, the PA announcer, did it. He just said a host of Saints. Yeah. So it's going to be second down and about ten. Second and ten. Yeah, second and ten for the Warriors. And they will come line back up. BTW does have some very uh, large linemen, but a little bit outmanned so far in this game. Yeah, one of their key offensive linemen is number 57, Marcus Simmons, who's a freshman. He's back to throw, rolling out. He's got a man deep, throws it down the field, and he actually hit the receiver this time, but unfortunately he was out of bounds. That was Jamar Frazier, the wide receiver, uh, that uh, tried to make the catch, but he's out of bounds. 
Yeah, not a bad throw there from the quarterback. Just a little bit out overthrown. On the coverage for the Saints, Devin Johnson and Colin Collier. Devin Johnson and Colin Collier. The defensive back duo is there on the coverage. Carter Bostic in at defensive end for the Saints. Ball will be placed on the hash closer to the Briarcrest side of the field. It's going to be second down, second down and 10 for BTW. Our third down, third down, excuse me for that one. There was the loss, yeah, the running play, then the incomplete pass, the third and 10. Fake handoff, rolling out again. Has a little bit of room. He's going to throw the ball, and it's picked off again. That's number one, JoJo Salim, and he will take it all the way into the end zone. And that is the third pick six in the first quarter for Briarcrest. Wow. You know, I think the Saints were expecting a good time tonight, expecting to get a good win, but three pick sixes in the – we're not even halfway through the first first quarter. That's It's incredible. That's uh, That makes it 26 to nothing, Briarcrest with uh, seven minutes and 22 seconds. Well, here, here's – and we'll, we'll wait and get the call on the kick first. Bramlett to snap. Reed Linder to hold. Cooper Allen to kick. Linder's first year holding. He does it perfectly that time. The kick is up, and the kick is good. So Briarcrest very quickly now jumps out to a 27 to nothing lead. And Parker, I think we'll keep it here this time. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to throw that question back at you because there's two things Coach Stewart has to be thinking about. He, he wants to get his starters some playing time, but then on the other hand, you do at some point have to start feeling for the kids at BTW. Yeah. And you got to get younger guys some experience here. Right. It's a great opportunity for them. But as you said, you got to get some guys, your starters, some experience. Three big games coming up, a tough stretch for the Saints at Houston, at Brentwood Academy. And then you come back at home to host Christian Brothers. So if you are listening to Briarcrest football for the first time here on KWAM, the mighty 990, um, just remember that uh, we can promise you the games will be more competitive as the season goes along. The Saints will be very good this year, but the, the, the schedule just gets tougher. The schedule gets very, very difficult after uh, going on the road to Houston then going up to a Brentwood Academy in Nashville. I'm looking forward to going up yeah, to Nashville. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. As you called it, though, our schedule's like playing in the SEC West. <laughs> exactly. It's, uh, it's tough. You tough take division. these games and you can get them right here. Okay, so kicking off again, Cooper Allen. He kicks it deep. The ball will be fielded by BTW, this time right at the line of scrimmage. At the, I believe the referee. No, he, he let the play go, so here comes BTW. Pretty good return this time. Got it out a little bit past the 20-yard line. I tell you, the, the kids started slowing down as if the referee had blown the whistle. Uh, and it, it may have faked a few Briarcrest yeah. players out. They kind of relaxed for a second. And, uh, he actually got a pretty decent return that time. And there's actually there's a BTW player down on the sidelines. He is off the field, though, so it looks like they're going to continue with play. Yeah. Fenton Williams and John Richard Odell on tackle. So BTW will line up again. A little bit slow getting out to the – to the huddle. They've got to be shell-shocked. I'm sure I'm sure BTW, the Warriors, knew this was going to be a tough ball game for them, but I don't think any of them envisioned 27 to nothing this early in the game. Absolutely. One of the Saints trainers going over there to check on the injured Warrior player. Yeah, 7-16 to go. Um, 
again, we realize that we're so blessed to be on KWAM 990, the Absolutely. mighty 990. You can get us on, get the games on 990 AM, 107.9 FM. You can download the app for crying out loud and yeah. listen to it on your smartphone. Or if you're old school, you can go to the website and click on Listen Live and do it that way. So. BTW back to throw again, and this time they're going to complete the pass. A little screen pass. He's up past the 20, up to about the 22-23 yard line, so that'll be about a nice game for them. It'll be about three yards, bringing up a second down for the Warriors. It looked like a different quarterback. That looked like number 10, Deion Porter, completed the pass to Darius Wadley this game, that play. Yeah, BTW, as, as Parker and I have already mentioned, um, they don't have a quarterback listed on their roster. Um, so... Uh, that that tells you a lot. Quarterback by committee, I guess. Yes. But. Yeah, that is number 10, uh, Dion Porter. He's listed as a wide receiver defensive back. He actually picked up about five yards on that pass. It'll be second down and five. Uh, hands it off up the middle this time. A little bit of running room, but not much. Might have picked up a yard. Several Briarcrest Saints in on the tackle. Yeah. First by Nate Bledsoe for the Saints. Led by Nate Bloodzo and Trace Maygrew in on the tackle there. So on the tackle number 44, Trey Davis. Yeah, Nate Bledsoe, the Rice commitment. Yeah. Will be uh, playing for them next year. Yeah, very excited about going on there. Had a lot of offers, but chose to go play in at Rice, and he's very excited. A lot of players for the Saints with college offers and commitments, as we already talked about Max Carroll and J.D. Sherrod. A bunch of other players with offers, including Colin Collier and Reed Linder. Also, Devin Johnson, us many offers. So it's third down and three for the Warriors. They're going to hand it off, try and end around. It's And he's trapped in the backfield. He does break the tackle. Oh, my. And that looked like Max Carroll came up. Yeah, it was Max. Yeah, came Trey up and Davis up. and Max Carroll with a phenomenal play. Yeah, the young man from BTW, uh, number nine, Jordan Pickens, actually made a nice move to break the first tackle. But then Max Carroll just big time. Probably the biggest hit of the year so far. Yeah. Although I think we'll see a lot of those from Max this <laughs> Absolutely. year. Absolutely. Max Carroll and Trey Davis, and they're playing linebacker. They're just all over the place. Blue, that's a fourth tackle from Trey Davis already. We've seen Max pick a couple tackles, and he had a pick six earlier in the game to right to start it. So fourth down and five, it appears BTW will punt back deep for Briarcrest is number one, JoJo Saleem. He's standing at about the 46-yard line of Briarcrest. BTW is punting from the 19. And they're taking their time. I've noticed the uh, play clock in a bad snap. He fumbles it. He picks it up. Now he's going to try to throw it. Roaming around is going to be, well, he got away. Throws the ball down the middle field and has a man. He's caught it. And he may go all the way. He's to the 40. He's down to the 30-yard line. Oh, Briarcrest, number seven, uh, Colin Collier closed the wind up very quickly, but at first, Parker, it looked like he might actually go for the for the uh, touchdown. Yeah, it looked like he had a lot of running room. Great little fake punt play, whatever you want to call it, there from the Warriors, and it's Leon Tucker with the reception. Goes all the way down to the 30-yard line, and Zach Williams stumbles off the field. Hope he's okay. Yeah, that Davis play, Walker checks into the game. I, you know, I'm even wondering if uh, uh, that was an actual called fake because the, it was a bad snap. And then the kid had a little trouble picking it up. Then he started rolling around with it, and he didn't look like he was going to throw to the last second, and he did have a man open, and uh, it worked out for the Warriors, and that's the first really good offensive play they have had tonight. 
So they will have it first down and 10 on the Briarcrest 30-yard line. There's four minutes and about 15 seconds to go in that quarter. Rolling out, rolling, looking, throwing. Hit the, hit his wide receiver, uh, but uh, pass had a little bit too much zip on it. And also number seven, Kyan, Colin Collier, was over there uh, to make the play for Briarcrest. Yeah, great defense by Colin. It's Trace Mago checks back in the game. So that's second down and 10. BTW in Briarcrest territory. The Saints lead 27 to nothing with about 4.08, or exactly 4.08 left to go in the game. Deion Porter is a quarterback. He takes a snap. He's rolling out, looking to throw, still looking, throws it, just kind of heaves it up in the air, and the ball is caught by Booker T. Washington. It looked like it was going to be picked off by the Saints, but the uh, actual the receiver from BTW made a nice play to come back to the ball, and that, that's Jamar Frazier, number, tru- number two. So BTW is going to have it first and goal at the two-yard line. Yeah, very impressive two plays there from the fake punt and then a great catch there by Jamar Frazier, the senior wide receiver. Well, I think BTW has found a quarterback. Deion Porter's really uh, done a lot better uh, than the starter. So, anyway, he's still in the game in BTW with one running back, the quarterback. They have four wide receivers, and they are first and goal at the two-yard line. Ball is snapped. Quarterback's going to keep, and he is gobbled up very quickly Huge by the sacks by Trey Davis. Yeah, that's going to be all the way back to the eight or nine yard line. They will actually spot that at about the nine. So that's a seven yard loss for the Warriors. Yeah, impressive first quarter once again. Trey Davis continues to make plays. Four tackles and a sack already tonight. Loss of six. That is a loss of six. They will actually mark the ball at the eight yard line. So it'll be first and goal for Booker T. Washington at the eight. Booker T's coach, Aubrey Phillips, used to actually play for Booker T. He played college football. It's a pretty cool story. You come back and coach at your alma mater. Yeah, he actually, I don't know if he ever played, but he was on the team at Auburn. Wow. Two different occasions. I was an Auburn fan myself. That's pretty impressive. Pretty cool. Went to Florida State, went to Auburn and Memphis in his career. That was his journey. Here comes Booker T from the eight-yard line, lining it up, going to try and end around. And once again, Briarcrest is all over the player, but he makes a, makes a man miss, but he is now going to be gobbled up by the Saints, a whole host of Saints. He did end up picking up a couple of yards, got it back to around the six-yard line. So now it'll be third down and goal for the Warriors. Actually, excuse me, I got that wrong. He only made it back to the 11, so he did lose three more yards on that play. Nate Rennix and, again, Trey Davis and Trace Mago get on the tackle. Nate Rennix hit him first. So third and goal from the 11 here for BTW. Deion Porter is the quarterback. He's got four wide receivers, one running back in the backfield. There's a snap. Rolling out, looking, has a man throwing in the end zone. It's going to be a catch ball, and it is dropped by the BTW wide receiver. Nice coverage that time by... Colin Collier from Briarcrest. Yeah, great coverage on Colin. Sticking to his man tight, and then once the ball's close to him, finding the ball and getting a hand on it. So this has been by far the best drive of the night for Booker T. Washington, but it is now fourth down and goal from the 11, so if they're going to score, they're going to have to score on this play. But they have looked much more cohesive since Deion Porter has come in at quarterback. Yeah, Porter's had a great sense of the offense. Really making plays on the move. 
quarterback to pass. He throw, he's basically run the same play. Now, the Booker T. Washington player pushed off. The ref didn't call it, but it doesn't make any difference because he dropped the ball anyway. He really he just shoved the Briarcrest defensive back and then almost caught it. But I do like how Deion Porter throws that ball up there really where only his guy can make the catch. Yeah, a great place on that ball once he, once he said by Porter. Right up to where Darius Wadley can go up and get it. But great defense by Devin Johnson and Colin Collier. Especially if he got shoved. Yeah. <laughs> Still getting back up and making a decent play on the ball. Colin Collier, as we said, multiple offers, including from Buffalo and Alabama State. Buffalo, that would be a Division One. Yeah. So there are there is one minute and 44 seconds to go in the first quarter. Briarcrest leads 27 to nothing. BTW just threatened but was not able to get in the end zone, and now the referees are blowing the whistle. Uh, dead ball. Maybe BTW may have called a timeout. Time on the field. That's that's exactly what happened. Yep, Booker so, T. Washington timeout. It's Cade Carlson, the offense, about to go back out there for their second drive. So we will kick it back to the KWAM studios and uh, back to Josh Rivera, and we'll be back after this message from our sponsors. Frame your stories for a lifetime. Rando Framing Gallery provides a wide variety of frames for senior pictures, wedding photographs, high school and college diplomas, jerseys, art, and restores frames for historical prints and paintings as well. A local family business. Let Rando Framing Gallery serve you with distinctive custom designs. There is something for everyone. Rando Framing Gallery, located in the Germantown Collection, off Poplar and Exeter. Easy to park, easy to get it done, and easy to get out. Curbside parking available. Prior Crest Football, powered by EPM Appraisals, evaluating property in the Mid-South. Sponsored by Magnolia Homes, live life well. Peer Financial Advisors, plan, invest, evolve, retire confidently. Independent Bank, a better way to bank. Way to bank. Rando Frame and Gallery, and Weimer's Jewelry. Carlson, he will pass out to the side. The ball is complete up to the 10, up to the 15-yard line. That's Linder up to past the 30, still on his feet, all the way out to the 40-yard line, and finally brought down all the way out at the 47-yard line is number 10, Reed Linder. Yeah, great catch and great running after the catch by Linder, making a lot of guys miss and just breaking some tackles. Yeah, it's up to the 45. Yeah, that he actually broke, you know, three, four, five tackles on that play. They're going to put it down at the 47, so Briarcrest first and 10 from there. Caleb pass. Got Max Carroll on the short pass. Max upfield. He's breaking a tackle, breaks another one, but actually the BTW player made a nice play that time. That was number one, uh, Antarius Valentine for them. Uh, Actually, excuse me, number nine, Jordan Pickens. But he made a nice tackle on Max that time. Yeah, Max for his first reception of the year, looking to bounce. Have another great year after his junior year last season with 36 catches for 516 yards and eight touchdowns. Handoff for Briarcrest. Uh, that is number 20, Logan Taylor. Logan Taylor, there we go. He will pick up about a yard, so that's going to bring up third down and long for Briarcrest. Yeah, the running position is another storyline to look out for for as a Saints fan this season. As you got JoJo Salim and Logan Taylor as Ahmad Miller transferred out to Whitehaven for family reasons. But, you know, it's a running back duo that's going to be very talented this year as they're both going to get a chance to prove Carlson themselves. Carlson back to pass. He's going to go deep. He has a man, and he hits him right in the numbers. Beautiful catch, that pass and catch by Reed Linder and uh, uh, Cade Carlson, and that is all the way down to the 11-yard line. First down, Briarcrest and Parker, he was covered. That was just a beautiful pass and catch. 
Yeah, a lot of people thought the quarterbacks this one was going to drop off a JD Stroud out this week, and it's just as good right there with Kay Cross and doing a beautiful ball to Reed Linder. Yeah, uh, JD's going to get real, well real quick if he keeps seeing that. He's going to want Kay to do uh, do that too often. So anyway, Briarcrest first and ten from the eleven yard line. There is about 15 seconds to go in the quarter. They get the snap off. Going to throw it in the head of wide receiver in the end zone. It bounced off his hand, though, incomplete. Off the hand of Devin Johnson. So, Briarcrest, it'll be second down and 11 from the 10, uh, I mean, second and 10 from the 11-yard line. There are a little over 10 seconds to go, but the clock has stopped right now, so the Saints will run at least one more play here in this uh, quarter. Saints are leading 27 to nothing. Three defensive touchdowns. Fake handoff. Carlson takes it in the middle. Does a spewed, beautiful spin move to break a tackle. And he's going to get right to just about the first down marker. It depends on where the ref spots it. He may be just a hair short. But Briarcrest is not wasting any time there. Yeah, he's actually about a full yard short. But that's going to be the end of the quarter. And so at the end of the first quarter, Briarcrest leads 27 to nothing. And we will kick it back to Josh Rivera at the studios. And we will hear from another sponsor of Briarcrest football here on KWAM 990. Briarcrest football, powered by EPM appraisals, evaluating property in the Mid-South. Sponsored by Magnolia Homes. Live life well. Peer financial advisors. Plan. Invest. Evolve. Retire confidently. Independent bank. A better way to bank. Way to bank. Rando Frame and Gallery. And Weimer's Jewelry. Okay, we're back at Joseph Clayton Field here at uh, Briarcrest Christian High School. And, uh, uh, Parker, your thoughts on the first quarter? It was obviously a good quarter for the Saints. Yeah, fantastic. Get out to a 27-0 start led by the defense and the pick sixes by Zach Williams and Max Curl and Zach having his second interception. And then you got to see the offense with Cade Carlson in his first varsity start delivering a beautiful passing touchdown. And driving once again is Cade Carlson after that last play at the end of the first quarter. A beautiful spin move, as you said, showing his dual threat ability. So Briarcrest is going to have it first down and 10, excuse me, first and goal. Excuse me, third and one. I'll get it right in a minute. <laughs> it's week one. It's week one. Uh, third down and one at the BTW two-yard line. So if Briarcrest needs one yard to get the first down, they need two yards to get the touchdown. What do you think Coach Stu will, or Robbie Donaldson will dial up here, Parker? You know, I'm – I'd like to see him get to the run game a little bit more. Seen a lot of passing from Carlson. He had that one carry in the drive, but Joe Dosleem's only gotten a carry. Logan Taylor's only gotten a carry. It's a great spot for the senior running back, Logan Taylor, to get a nice touchdown here from the two-yard line. So Logan Taylor is in the game, and Brian Cress is lining up, waiting on the ref. It looks like a BTW player is having a little trouble uh, getting lined up, so the ref gives him a chance. So there's the whistle, and here comes the play. Snap to Carlson. He will will hand the ball off and very easily into the end zone goes number 20, Logan Taylor, and that will put Briarcrest up 33 to nothing on the very first play of the second quarter. There are actually 11 minutes and 52 seconds to go in the second quarter. And you called it. I did. I was like, oh. <laughs> you know, Coach Stu took a great idea, and he, Logan Taylor made it work. Great run by the senior running back, Logan Taylor. Jordan Bramlett with the snap. 
So Bramlett into snap. Linder to hold. Cooper Allen to kick. BTW trying to show a little pressure, and I believe they may have jumped off sides as penalty flags come flying down, and I'm pretty sure that's what they – you know, Briarcrest just moved it up for the referee. That was nice. Uh, Jordan Bramlett picked the ball up and just before the ref had a chance to uh, make the call, he just moved it up, and I guess the ref appreciated that. But So we'll do this all over again. Briarcrest lining up again for the extra point. Saints leading 33 to nothing. There's the snap. Kick is up, and it looks good, and it is good. So Briarcrest, after a few hiccups early for Cooper Allen, he's been solid on the uh, extra point attempt. So the Saints go up 34 to nothing. Yeah, great kick there by Cooper Allen. Yeah, that was shocking when he missed those two in a row. Yeah, very uh, characteristics. Kind of got back under control now. Yeah, Cooper didn't miss but two, I think, all year last year. Was that right? Yeah, 43 for 45 last year, yeah, so a great season from him. Well, he's got the two out of the way now, so yeah. it'll be perfect the rest of the year. <laughs> so BTW uh, trailing here now, 34 to nothing with 11 minutes and 52 seconds to go in the second quarter. Now, for those of you who do not know, if the Saints or any team, for that matter, in high school football here in Tennessee – has a 35-point lead in the second half, we go to a running clock. Yep. So if, like, if Parker or I say there are 10 minutes to go, we literally mean there are there 10 minutes. There are mi- 10 minutes to go, <laughs> unless there's a timeout called. Yeah, I think that's the only way you can stop the clock is called timeout. So, so anyway, Briarcrest is about to uh, kick off again. As I thought earlier, Coach Stu slowly implementing some subs in, even here on the kickoff return team. Cooper Allen will still be the kicker. Different group of guys here on the coverage. So Cooper Allen will kick off again. Kicks it right down the middle of the field. It'll be fielded by BTW at about the six-yard line, and here they come the other way, up to about the 15-yard line, up to the 20. Turns on the Jets a little bit, gets it out to the 25, and will be dropped by Briarcrest at the 26-yard line. Yeah, great return right there from Ontarius Valentine, the senior running back and defensive back. Houston Walker, the sophomore linebacker, makes a nice tackle right there. So BTW will take the, get it that uh, almost, actually almost got out to the 27-yard line. They will have a first and 10 from there. Saints are on defense. Saints defense has already scored three touchdowns today. And now BTW huddles up. And here they come up to the line of scrimmage. Briarcrest, four defensive linemen, three linebackers, four defensive backs, although Max Carroll kind of sneaks up to the line of scrimmage there. Devin Snap Johnson it. back at safety. Ooh. Snap is back. There's the run. He actually breaks a tackle of a big number 57 for Briarcrest, Isaiah Robertson. The sophomore came shooting through there and made a beautiful tackle in the backfield that time, and that will be a loss for the Warriors. Huge tackle by Isaiah Robertson. As the defensive line made some changes right there, Isaiah Robertson, Carter Bostick still in, and number 62, Aiden Heydrich. So getting some fresh players in the game, or Briarcrest, that's going to be second down and 13 for BTW as they line up once again. Two running backs, a quarterback, three wide receivers. There's a snap. 
rolling, throwing, has a man, but he's in the backfield, and it's going to be another loss on that play. He goes down very quickly, way back at the around the 20-yard line, and there were several Saints came up to make the tackle. Yeah, number 30, Trace Mager, number three, Max Carroll on the tackle. Yeah, it looked like Aiden Hydrick, the uh, junior, got a little got in on the action a little bit that time. Yeah. As you said, some fresh bodies getting slowly integrated into this defense. Another one in there in the secondary, number 14, Cannon LaRusso, the junior defensive back and receiver. So third down, 17 for Booker T. Washington, as they have found they have found themselves trailing 33 to nothing. And there we go. Passes. The snap is back. There's the pass. It is complete right at the 20 yard line, but he is going to go nowhere fast. He's tackled very quickly there by Logan Taylor. So Logan Taylor scores a touchdown, comes in and makes a big tackle. Yeah, a lot of these guys that we talked about earlier playing both ways, especially on the line with Nate Bledsoe, Zach Green, but there's another one, Logan Taylor playing linebacker and running back. Had a fantastic year running back last year with seven sacks. So we will have fourth down, fourth and long for Booker T. Washington. And they are huddling up, and we will see last time they punted, they didn't punt. They actually ran a, a pass play, and it, and it turned out to be their biggest gain of the game. Gained over 30 yards, and let's see what they try this time. Kind of caught Briarcrest by surprise, I believe. Yeah, it was a bad snap, turned into a beautiful play for the Warriors. But they look like they're going to punt. It's a little bit of a high snap. But he hand, and the ball is – it actually kicked it right into a Briarcrest player. The Saints are just going to let the ball die harmlessly at about the 40-yard line. I don't think, Parker, he was trying to block the punt. I think he just – the kicker kicked it right into his back. Yeah, it looked like it went off the helmet of number five, Brandon Myers, the junior defensive end, and it just took everyone on the field by surprise. But the ball did still go to the 42-yard line, so that's where the Saints will start. Once again, led by Cade Carlson. So the Briarcrest offense trots back out on the field. Saints with a 33 to nothing lead. There are exactly nine minutes left to go. Here in the here till halftime. At halftime, we will kick it back to Josh Rivera in the KWAM studios. Uh, I believe at some point we're going to have uh, athletic director Matt Saunders up here in the press box to do a little quick interview with him. So new uh, number eight is in the game. Excuse me, I thought it was a different quarterback, but he's got the ball. Carlson rolling out. Now he's going to look to run. He's running upfield. He has some room. He's up to the 25, to the 20, still on his feet. Now the BTW has him, but Carlson powers his way over the 15-yard line down to the 12. Yeah, great once again by Cade Carlson, showing his running ability. Such a great dual-threat quarterback and making his first career start, really having an impressive game so far. Absolutely. He's passed it well. He is running it well. That was a big gainer on that one. Showed a lot of strength there at the end. He he was elusive for most of that run. Then at the end when BTW had him, he drug about three BTW would-be tacklers for three or four yards. Snap to Carlson. Fakes the handoff. Now fakes the pass. Now he looks like he's going to run again. He does. This time he's gobbled up by uh, one of the BTW defenders. And so that will be... Probably maybe a gain of one or maybe no gain on the play. So it's going to be second down and ten. Look at number eight, Frederick Neely on the tackle. Gain of one on the play, second down and nine. They will call it a one-yard gain. 
JoJo Saleem checks in for Briarcrest. Looks like we're going to have a timeout. BTW will call their second timeout of the half. Not a good sight here for the Saints. Senior Sear Davis Walker getting some treatment on the sideline, limping. Yeah. Topi's okay. Coach Sue now going to check on him. Yeah, you well, you hate to see injuries in any game, but you especially hate to see them in a game that is already out of hand, uh, as this one is. By the way, Parker, uh, you know, the listeners may be interested in knowing Briarcrest is about to or has embarked on a big capital campaign for athletic facilities. There's already been a lot of money has been raised, and uh, here very soon we'll probably see some shovels and other things happening. As a matter of fact, some of the projects have already are already underway, so uh, lots of exciting things happening here at Briarcrest. Yeah, a lot of big changes here coming to the athletic department. It's really exciting to see they're redoing the infield on the baseball field and the grass on the soccer field just got redone, and then in the future, new field house and the big one, a new indoor facility for the football team. Yep, all that's on in the works, and uh, it is a giving-driven plan, so as giving comes in, it will progress at that rate. And so far, that's been going really well. So, so Briarcrest now second down and about eight or nine. Ball is at the 12-yard line, so they have to get just past the five to get a first down. Saints leading 33 to nothing. Seventh in at receiver with Caleb Donaldson and Nate Rennick checking into the game. Handoff up the middle to JoJo Saleem. He breaks a tackle, but he is going to be – while he breaks another tackle and powers his way to the end zone, the ball was fumbled. I have yet to see a signal from the referee. Referee on the far side signal, touchdown. Let's so see it, if they give it to him. He, yeah, it looks like it is going to be a touchdown. He fumbled the ball, but apparently he had already broken the plane and so that will be a touchdown for Briarcrest. And now the Saints lead 30, or actually 40 to nothing. Seven minutes and 15 seconds left to go in the second quarter. Yeah, fantastic by JoJo Saline breaking many tackles to get to the end zone. Yeah, he looked down twice, but uh, both times he just powered his way through those tackles and got into the end zone for the Saints. The kick is up, the kick is low, but the kick is good. So Briarcrest takes the lead 41 to nothing over BTW. So that will be a break in the action, and we will take one along with that break in the action, and we'll kick it back to the KWAM studios and hear from another great Briarcrest sponsor. Weimer's Jewelry is your home-owned, home-operated neighborhood jeweler. We're happy to support our community and wish our teams good and safe play. At Weimers, we specialize in all forms of jewelry and watch repair. Watch batteries supplied and installed for just $6. Ring sizing, chain repair, and all forms of custom design with all work done in-house. So for your jewelry needs, come see us. We are Weimers Jewelry, 7525 Stage Road, the shops of Appling Way. Briarcrest football here on KWAM 990. That's on the AM dial. You can also get it on the FM dial. You can pick it up on the computer, 107.9 on the FM dial. Go to the computer. You can download the app. By the way, be sure you've only got a few minutes left to do this. Be sure to stop by the KWAM fan tent at Clayton Field during tonight's game. Grace Baker, Ben Dieter are here, and they are going to give you a chance to win a $50 Visa gift card. So stop by and see the KWAM tent 
They're going to be packing up at halftime, so you've got a few minutes left to do that. There's the kick. It's a very good kick. It looks like BTW will field the ball. Right boys kick it right to the one-yard line almost every time. Here comes Booker T the other way. He has some room, though. He's up to the 25, almost to the 30-yard line. And there he is uh, brought down by Briarcrest. So BTW, pretty good field position this time. Yeah, great kickoff return there. Another tackle, though, made by number 17, Houston Walker. Number 17, Houston Walker. Walker on the tackle, so the Briarcrest defense. I see number three, Max Carroll, is on the field, so the Saints want to – Coach uh, Stewart wants to get him a little more action. Yeah, slowly integrating some more faces, though. Number one, Bryant Simpson. Number 35, Markeith Griffin also just checked into the game. Still with some of their starters like Reed Leonard and Trey Davis. Ball is placed at the 29-yard line, and that's where the Warriors will start, first and 10. Deion Porter, the quarterback for BTW, has really done a, a, a credible job since he's been in there. He's back to pass, looking, throws it around the middle of the field, has a man, it's caught up at the 36-yard line, immediately brought down by Briarcrest. Still, though, a seven-yard gain, seven- to eight-yard gain for Booker T. Yeah, number nine, Jordan Pickens there makes a nice catch before he's finally taken down by Cannon LaRusso, the junior wide receiver and defensive back. That's a nice tackle. That's Monty Manguno on the PA system. He's in for – we'll be doing that all year. Yeah. Coach Hasseltine, who's handled those duties for years and years here at Briarcrest, said, said he wants to take a year off. Said he might come back, but wants to take a year off. A little bit busy. It is second down and two for BTW here in the second quarter. They trail 41 to nothing. A little over six minutes left to go until halftime. Back to pass, looking. Has it's going to be intercepted. Yeah, he's barely running. He ran so slow, I didn't know what. And he's still got the ball. That's Carroll, and he's actually going to go to a knee at the eight-yard line. So what they were doing there, I couldn't figure it out. They were just trying to not score. Yeah, just trying to set another drive for the offense here. And yeah. New face in here. Looks like they're going to get a new quarterback. That's going to be number 28, Sims Anderson, the sophomore quarterback, 6'2", 135 pounds. But that is the second pick of the night for Carroll. If he wanted it to be, it would have been his second pick six. It definitely but, uh, could have been if he wanted it to be. I was actually struggling to figure out what was going on. I saw him catch the football, and then I just saw him kind of stand yeah. there. <laughs> so we didn't know what we were doing. You're so used to just going 110 miles an hour with Max yeah. Carroll. And eventually he took a knee down at about the 10-yard line. So it will be first and 10 for the Saints at the 10. Some fresh faces in a receiver with Nate Rennix and – Lance Bryan on the Hand left off side. up the middle. Briarcrest going to cut up the field, and we'll get to the one-yard line, and will they get into the end zone? They do not. That will be stopped right at the one. Fenton Williams, the senior running back with a nice carry right there. His first carry of the night. So that will be a gain of nine. So now it will be second down and one from the one. Second and goal. Actually, second and one, they could actually get a first down without making the touchdown. Cuts up the field, and is and that will be just. We'll see. The Saints players thought that was a touchdown, but the beat, but the referee is not agreeing. But it is a first down, so now it will be first and goal for Brian Crest from the one yard line. 
just Fenton Williams in a quarter, I mean, at running back. There's a penalty flag on the play. Every ref right there threw their flag on that play. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what the call is. Looks like it's going to be a false start on the Saints. So that'll, and that happens a lot, Parker, when you get some young kids in the game. Uh, you have some of those penalties like that. There really hasn't been many penalties in this game so far. No, not at all. Saints and the Warriors, you have been very disciplined tonight. And that's something the Saints struggled with. Sometimes last year was just penalty-wise. But hopefully they can get that more in control this year. And Coach Tucker and Coach Donaldson are going to have a great part in that. So Briarcrest still has it first and goal, but this time from the six-yard line. Gonna And once again, just as the ball is snapped, we hear whistles, and there's more penalty flags on the play. It's going to be a dead ball foul. Once again, Briarcrest moves up front, and so it's going to be another five-yard penalty. And so Robbie Donaldson's probably been looking for something to get mad about. And here now, he had, now he has it. Yeah, if you're the offensive line coaches, Christian Green and David Sherrod, it's actually J.D. Sherrod's father. Can't be okay. too happy about that. Back-to-back false starts when you're inside the one-yard line. So that backs it up to now the 11-yard line. So it is still second down and goal. Or excuse me, first down and goal. But now it's 11 yards to go. It started off first and goal from the one. Snap is back. It's handed off. That's a, He's on his feet all the way down to the one-yard line, down to the two in the end zone. And that will be a Briarcrest touchdown. And the Saints will take the lead now. 47 to nothing over Booker T. Washington. And actually, you know, I mentioned earlier, Parker, about the running clock. No, they just stopped it. I think the clock guy just let a few extra seconds go off, but that's that's fine. I think it's just in the second half it's a complete right. running clock. Yeah, right, either way. He, he was, I think, just being a little generous there with it, but that's fine. As I said, our second kicker tonight's coming out of here at sophomore kicker, Taylor Hackmeyer, 5'10 kicker. And Hackmeyer knocks it right down the middle. So Briarcrest takes the lead 48 to nothing over BTW. Three minutes and 42 seconds to go in the half. We will take it back to the KWAM studios and Josh Rivera. Your exclusive source for high school sports coverage in the Mid-South. The Mighty 990 and 107.9 FM. KWAM Memphis, a Starnes Media Group station. Okay, back at Clayton Field here at Briarcrest. The Saints leading 48 to nothing over Booker T. Washington. Let's see. Looks like Hackmeyer's back in the game to kick off this time. And uh, a lot of new players out there, Parker. Yeah, absolutely. As we said earlier, Coach Stewart now slowly into implementing those JV and freshman players. And you see another quarterback getting loose. That's going to be number 12, Hudson Tucker, son of defensive coordinator Coach Tucker. A lot of family connections on this roster for the Saints. Taylor Hackmeyer, though, about to kick this off. As you said, a great start for the Saints season so far tonight with a 48-0 lead. So Hackmeyer lining it up. BTW is trying to get lined up. Here is the kick. It's a low kick, a squib kick. It will be fielded by BTW at the 29-yard line. They turn it upfield, but Briarcrest is right there to bring them down at the 32-yard line. But good field position for BTW. Number 12, Eric Bell. And quickly, my number four. The Warriors will have it first down and 10. Yeah, great tackle there by John Richard Odell and Luke Erickson on the tackle as well. So first and 10 for the Warriors. They will spot the ball 
at about the, well, looks like right on the 30-yard line. So that's where BTW will start. As we mentioned, a lot of young players now starting to get some time for Briarcrest as the Saints have opened up a 48 to nothing lead. They're 85, a freshman Hayden Parker just checks into the game. Minute 40 till halftime. So BTW trying to get lined up. They've got three wide receivers. They've got two running backs. Deion Porter, the quarterback, he makes a handoff. The running back's hit. Now he's hit again. He gets up a couple of yards. Those are going to pick up about two. We'll get it out to the 37-yard line. The right side, tackled by number 17, Houston Yeah, great tackle. Another tackle for Houston Walker. He's done that night. Also helped in the contributor by Hayden Parker, the freshman. So pickup of three will be second down and seven for Booker T. Washington. The clock is running. There's under a minute to go. So they will, I would think, try to get a playoff, and they will. Kind of leisurely pace the Warriors are moving at right now. Same formation, three wideouts, two running backs. Snap is back, rolling, looking, has a man, but threw it over his head. That was number nine, the intended receiver, Jordan Pickens. And that time, actually, Deion Porter is one of the few just really bad passes he's thrown tonight. Yeah, a little overthrown ball. Great pressure there by number five, Brandon Myers. Trey Davis. Myers with the pressure and Trey Davis on the coverage. So there's that will probably be the last. Actually, they're going to try to run one more play. BT Davis is going to throw it all the way down the field. They have a man wide open and it's caught. It's caught at these down to the 20, down to the 10, to the 5, and he's caught from behind by Briarcrest at about the three yard line. And that will be the last play of the half. And thanks goodness for the Saints' speed that time because BTW almost got yeah, in the end zone right before. Great tackle to end the half right there. We're number 35, Markeith Griffin, the sophomore defensive back. What a way to end the half. Okay, so it is halftime at Clayton Field. Briarcrest leading 48 to nothing. We will kick it back to the studio uh, to Josh Rivera. And then, Josh, I've got Matt Saunders up here, the Briarcrest AD, for an interview. So just let me know when you're going to kick it back to me, and we'll get Matt on. APM Appraisals presents Briarcrest Football on the Mighty 990 KWAM. APM Appraisals, evaluating property in the Mid-South. Okay, we're back at Joseph Clayton, Joseph Clayton Field here on the beautiful campus of Briarcrest Christian School. Briarcrest has been all Briarcrest so far tonight as they lead BTW 48 to nothing. Uh, I'm being joined now at halftime by Matt Saunders, who is the new director of athletics here at Briarcrest. Matt, how are you doing? I, I am doing well. Thank you, Josh. And uh, quite the environment out here tonight. We have a great crowd and yeah. good showing from our football team. So it's great to see everybody out here celebrating uh Briarcrest first home game and elementary night. Yeah, elementary night. So we had a lot of elementary kids out there. I was uh, joking on the radio. It looked like several hundred got to run out on the field with the varsity players. It's awesome. And we had uh, all the cheer elementary team out here, all the elementary football players, and uh, all the elementary sports, actually, too. So, you know, those are great memories. Those are the ones that we want them to remember for a long time. And I remember when I was a little kid looking up and standing on the football field looking at the older kids, and it's a blinking of an eye. So it's those are special moments and hopefully memories that we can create where they want to be Briarcrest Saints for a long, long time. 
Yeah, and I know you as an athletic director, uh, Matt, love to see this nice crowd over here on the Briarcrest side because uh, big crowds mm-hmm. of football games help. Uh, they pro- I always say money is the fuel that moves us forward, and they provide a lot of fuel for the athletic department. That That is true, and so we appreciate everybody's support. I want to uh, give a special shout-out to Chris Hogue and the Booster Club oh, and everything yeah. they've done, all yeah. the money that they've raised. Dactronics and our Jumbotron are sponsors with that. They've done a fabulous job with Mr. Greenway and Hewlett and Dunn and Regency Homes. And then I was working the concession stand, the life, the duty of an AD, right? I was working the concession stand the entire second quarter, and we were had a line wrapped around. So it just goes to show, though, it takes a lot of people to put on this production tonight. And, and uh, special thanks to everybody at KWAM. What a great partnership Absolutely. we have now. And, you know, we appreciate the vision that they share at KWAM. It shares in our values at Briarcrest Christian School, so it's wonderful to partner with them and uh, hopefully many more games this season. Yeah, absolutely. We will be here all year long. Uh, you know, Matt, and um, maybe put your coach's hat on mm-hmm. for just a second. You used to be a coach here yeah. at Briarcrest and at Ole Miss and different yeah. play- spots along the way. Uh, what do you do when you're, if you're Coach Stewart? You've opened yeah. a 48 to nothing lead. Um, he's already started rotating a good yeah. many young players in the game. However, the schedule's fixing to get very, yes. very difficult, and you want to get experience, game experience. Kind of how do you handle this? You know, that's a good question. It is a fine line. Being the first game, you know, what? We're up 48 to nothing right now. We want to get the conditioning under us. These nights like this, in the next two or three weeks, it's going to be hot. So you want to have those second half to third and fourth quarter legs. But you also want to get those young guys' experience. You want to get the freshmen and sophomores. They're going to be the future of the program. Main thing is is that everybody, no matter what your grade you're in or even what team you're on, either us or BTW, you don't want to get anybody hurt. You don't want to see that. So hopefully we can come out in the second half get a lot of plays, get a lot of reps, and get it on film, too. That's the biggest thing from the coach. You know, you can always get out there and show these young kids what they're doing great, maybe what they need to work on as well. So I know Coach Stewart right now, he's probably still in there coaching and working and drawing up plays and X's and O's. He never stops coaching, and, and, uh, you know, I'm excited to see what happens here in the second half. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We are as well. So uh, tell us real quick, Matt, I mentioned at the beginning when you came up here that Uh you were the new athletics director here at Briarcrest. Tell us a little bit Mm -hmm. about your journey. How did you end up back here at Briarcrest Uh as the – as the head man, as it relates that's, to athletics, that's a great question. It's it's, and I got to give all glory to God and trust in God's plan too. I, uh, it's been 17 years since wow. I've been at Briarcrest. Wow. I was a football coach. I was a teacher here. Did that for five years and went on to Ole Miss as a grad assistant. Jackson Prep in Jackson, Mississippi, a fine school down there. And I was the head coach at Mumford High School. And the last year, I was in the private business with uh, in the Taco Bell world. Yeah. And so I was able to do that and gain the business side and the business aspects because. It is. What we have here at Briarcrest Christian School, everything from the Jumbotron and to the way that we run the athletic program with our budgets, it's it's a college-type athletic administration. Right. And that's the way that I wanted to treat it as well. I think we're only scratching the surface, for example, with the Jumbotron and some of the other things that we're doing and some of our performances. I really do think that, especially with our Master Athletic Campaign, we have a wonderful Master Athletic Campaign coming up with the vision of, of Karen Swatley and mm-hmm. her leadership yep. at Briarcrest and and uh, hopefully I can play a, a small part in just the success that we hope to see in the future. But these next five years are going to be exciting here at Briarcrest. Yeah, and Matt, from what I, from everything I'm hearing, the uh, campaign is off yeah. to a great start, and there's already been some activity yeah. uh, on some of the uh, projects, and some of the bigger projects are getting getting close. They're, so They're yeah. getting close. Uh, I think the number I last heard was maybe $9.6, $9.8 million that's been raised. I'm looking at the baseball field, waiting on that new turf to hopefully be installed by the yeah. Christian Brothers game. Yeah. Just right down on Houston Levy, we have the turf and the grass field that's going in for the elementary. 
And our goal is to break ground on the uh, training and development center that we should yeah. see in December or January with indoor new training, uh, weight room, players' lounge, 75-yard uh, turf facility, uh, the whole nine yards. So yeah. we're, we're willing to compete. My goal and when, I, when I got hired and throughout my interview process, I said, listen, I, I don't want to just be the best team in Division Two West. I don't want to be the best team in Division Two. I want to be the best team statewide. Mm -hmm. And the vision that Karen Swatley and, and, and Mark Merrill have for this program and providing us with, with the facilities that we need to compete, I think is going to take us to the next level. Well, that, and that's great. It's very, very exciting. And real quickly, because I know mm -hmm. you've got to get back and do athletic uh, director stuff mm -hmm. here at halftime, but I've, I've other sports in the fall, you've got yeah. volleyball going on, you've got so girls' soccer, you've got cross-country. I guess yeah. golf is, is happening yeah. right now. So you're a busy man probably running all over the place trying to watch these games. I am. There's not too many free nights, but that's what <laughs> I signed up for, and that's, that's what right. I love it. So I, I probably need to give credit to my wife and taking care of the house. And when I'm not there these nights, my two little boys, but – you know, we had a soccer game last night, girls' soccer versus yeah. Arlington, boys and girls' golf. Uh, it's been going on. They competed yesterday. Boys' golf had a second-place showing, which was really good. Uh, volleyball and, 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 and the team that Kerry Yurdy uh, has, has, has yep. produced awesome. year in and year yeah. out yeah. is awesome. And so, uh, you know, prayers to Kerry as, 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 as she goes through tough times right now. But uh, cross-country, I think they have a meet uh, in eight days as well. So I think that covered all of our fall sports, but it never slows down, and that's what I signed up for, and I love it. Okay, well, Matt, thanks for coming Thank up. Thank you. Now, next time we get yeah. you on, you're going to tell a Coach O story from <laughs> Ole Miss. I'm going to let you off the hook tonight. I appreciate but, uh, that. All uh, right, so anyway, thanks for joining us, Matt. Thank you all. Hey, th once again, thank you for everybody at KWAM and Todd, Todd Starnes for the vision that he sees in Briarcrest and for the values that we share. Uh, we really do think it's going to be a great partnership for many years to come, so thank you all. All right, that's Matt Saunders, the new D Director of Athletics at Briarcrest. We will kick it back to Josh Rivera at the studio, at the KWAM Studios, and we'll be back with Briarcrest football in a few minutes. From the Mighty 990 Broadcast Center, it's the Peer Financial Advisors Halftime Show. Peer Financial Advisors. Plan, invest, evolve, retire confidently with Peer Financial Advisors. Here's Josh Rivera. Welcome back, guys, and we're here at the Mighty 990 Studios. It's halftime here. Briar Crest is uh, is putting on a show tonight. There's, they're making it look easy tonight, folks. And on the phone with me, I have the coach for White Station. You know, earlier we talked about, uh, I talked to Sherry about um, her t her time that she spent interviewing Coach Teron Conley and uh, how excited he is to be at the White Station program for the first time this year. And, Coach, I just want to thank you, first of all, for joining me uh, on the phone. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a lot of excitement for you ahead of your first matchup tomorrow against Melrose. What have you been telling your team in preparation for this season? Uh, the number one is they are a uh, scrappy, tough team. Uh, they have a really, really strong coach. Uh, probably going to be one of the up-and-coming greats in the coaching business. You know, So we have no gimmies on the schedule, uh, so we have to train. Uh, to get to the result that we want, you know, we'll see what it looks like uh, at the end of the at the end of the quarter. And you mentioned that you've been coaching. I listened to the show when you talked to Sherry, and you, you mentioned you've been coaching since 2001. Um, what types of things have you learned in your two decades of coaching to prepare you for this new chapter at White Station? Well, number one is coaching is so much more than just the sport itself. All right. Um, Kids don't play uh, for schools. They play for coaches. 
You know, so you have to make sure that you get buy-in from the kids to make them want to play for you. Uh, You know, and that comes from getting buy-in from the student body. We have an amazing student body. Uh, Getting buy-in from the parents to make sure that they push them to get to practice so we can prepare them. So if anything, coaching is the last thing that you do. You know, being a mentor and trying to be a great example, you know, even when it's hard, are the first thing. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what Sherry was saying, that it goes beyond the field. And I want to know, what expectations do you have for the Spartans this year? And what, a success, what, what does a successful first season look like in your eyes? Well, our year one goal, when I got my staff together, we were very clear about what we wanted to do. Uh, first thing was to win the building, right? Again, uh, peer pressure is a very, very real thing. And it's one of the toughest pressures, you know, known to man when it comes to... Uh, our team. So we want to make that building conducive uh, to whether we win or whether we're non-victorious, you know, that the building is still encouraging, you know, and, and buying into our process. We knew that it'll take us about three, four years to get into where we want to go. But the year one goal was to make sure that the environment uh, was conducive to winning and staying together no matter what. But all sports, we're trying to make sure that that whole 38117 environment is bought in uh, to building good men, good citizens, and good athletics. So that's our year one goal. And ultimately, that'll blend over into wins and losses. Yeah, and we'll see how the season progresses. I'm excited to see what you do with the White Station program. And uh, hopefully, you know, you rack up a lot of wins. But, Coach, I want to thank you again for joining the show. I hope you uh, you have a great season. Absolutely. Just want to give a quick shout out to my staff. Uh, I've really been pushing them to the match, and those guys have done a miracle uh, in the last three months on developing these kids and getting them ready to play. So shout out to the entire White Station football staff and to the administration for giving us a chance. Well, there you go, guys. Thank you, Coach, for joining the show. We'll talk to you later. Have a good one. All right, guys, we're going to jump uh, into a commercial break. I want to thank our sponsors for halftime, Peer Financial Advisors, Plan, Invest, Evolve, Retire Confidently with Peer Financial Advisors. When we come back, I'm going to talk to John Varley. He's going to give us a little bit more updates on the scores around the uh, around the city of Memphis, so what's going on with high school football. We'll be back after this break. A really smart bank lets its customers do the talking. In bigger banks, you get lost in the shuffle. Here, that's not the case. When you walk in, everybody knows who you are. She knows my name, and I know her name. I think this bank has personality. I tell everyone about it. They think independently, and they allow people to realize their dreams. I see myself still with Independent Bank in 10 years. Isn't it time you switched to Independent Bank? Independence to me is freedom. Independent Bank. Locally owned and FDIC insured. Advisory services offered through Prime Capital Investments Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor, Overland Park, Kansas. This is Rick Ditter, founder of Peer Financial Advisors. You may remember me from that other talk radio station. One of my core beliefs is that financial planning is about more than just money. It's about your whole life. You only get one chance to live the rest of your life and there are no do-overs. Whether you have $300,000 or $30 million, if you want an advisor who's focused on your best financial life, Give us a call at Peer Financial Advisors, 901-471-8100. Now, back to the Peer Financial Advisors Halftime Show with Josh Rivera. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. I want to thank our sponsor for the Halftime Show, Peer Financial Advisors, Plan Invest Evolve. Retire confidently with Peer Financial Advisors. 
not able to get a hold of John right now, and that's okay. We have only just a few minutes left until we go back into the game. I wanted to give you just an update of some of the scores going around around the city. And as you know, Briarcrest is having a really good game so far. They started out the game with two defensive touchdowns. That says a lot about their defense. They're up 48-0. to um, Looking around some of these other scores, we have uh, Ripley being up 14 zero against Jackson South and also we have a tie game Adamsville and Trinity Christian at 14 looking at Bartlett we have a 14 to 6 lead against Pure Academy and a close game at Brighton and St. Benedict 21 to 20 Brighton is up currently I talked to Sherry earlier about FACS and how she was excited to get this team rolling for the season unfortunately they are down 31 to 0 uh, so far it's quite quite the turnaround um, last year FACS beat Clarksville 30 to 10 it seems like Clarksville Wanted some revenge to start the season. And lastly, uh, you um, Memphis University School up 21-0 at Arlington. Um, and the last part, I'm sorry, the last part I want to throw in, Brock Glenn. I talked to John Varlis earlier about Brock Glenn and how talented he is with his team. Um, he just tweeted out that he's putting on a show right now. He scrambled out of the pocket. He threw a laser-wide open pass to Wyatt Locastro, 54 yards. They're leading Southwind 34-7. to We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to lead you right back into the rest of the third quarter. Investments Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor, Overland Park, Kansas. I work pretty hard for my money, and I bet you work hard for your money, too. Hi, this is Rick Ditter, founder of Peer Financial Advisors. So here's a question. Is your financial advisor working just as hard to manage your money as you work to earn it? At Peer Financial Advisors, we work hard to make sure you own the very best investments every single day. If your current advisor isn't giving you the proactive management you expect, give us a call, 901 Frame your stories for a lifetime. Randall Framing Gallery provides a wide variety of frames for senior pictures, wedding photographs, high school and college diplomas, jerseys, art, and restores frames for historical prints and paintings as well. A local family business. Let Randall Framing Gallery serve you with distinctive custom designs. There is something for everyone. Randall Framing Gallery, located in the Germantown Collection, off Poplar and Exeter. Easy to park, easy to get it done, and easy to get out. Out. curbside parking available now back to the beer financial advisors halftime show with josh Rivera. all right welcome back and we're going to toss it back to the guys over at the game right now we're going to come back to your live coverage play-by-play of briarcrest football Huge lead on Booker T. Washington. The Saints are up 48 to nothing going into the second half. So we will have a running clock uh, for the second half. So this half should run by swiftly. And uh, Parker May, what's the challenge here for uh, Coach Stewart and the Saints? Yeah, I guess you could say the challenge would be just getting the players involved and giving them a great opportunity. But also, new fresh faces going to be a different, many different lineups. So getting them to play together is going to be a challenge. Yeah, because when the Saints did start moving some younger players in the game, we did see a couple of uh, false starts and offsides and things like that. So that's this is an opportunity for them to learn in-game conditions of how to play together. Yeah, as you said, tough plays. Had the two offsides, false start. Then you had a couple of big plays that the Warriors were able to get. So interesting end of the half for them, and let's see if the Saints can get it back together and have a great defensive second half. Yeah, BTW actually almost scored on the last play of the half. 
uh, the, their quarterback, Deion Porter, hit a wide receiver who was wide open down the field. He got all the way down to the two-yard line before Briarcrest St. tackled him from behind and kind of saved the day, saved the shutout for the Briarcrest yeah. defense. So here come the Saints back on the field. They will receive to open the second half. Going deep, it looks like number 17, Houston Walker. Had a great second quarter with three tackles. See what we can do on this kickoff return. Also deep with him is number one, Bryant Simpson. The sophomore, five foot nine, 155 pounds. Kicking off will be Booker T. Washington. This will be the first time we've been able to see their kickoff team tonight. So the ball is placed down at the 40-yard line, and Booker T. Washington is uh, kicking off for the Warriors, number two, Jamar Frazier. Jamar Frazier will be kicking off for BTW, and they're having a little bit difficult time getting the ball to stay up on the tee, but it looks like they have finally got that accomplished. So Frazier will drop back and kick. The Saints' deep men aren't very deep. They're on about the 15-yard line. Not expecting a particularly big kick here, obviously. And BTW finally is going to come up and kick the ball, and the Saints' deep men were right. It is a kick a little bit deeper than they thought. It's fielded there at the 15-yard line, up to the 25, to the 30, up to the about the 35-yard line. That'll be Bryant Simpson on the return. So Briarcrest will take over first and go, first down, first and 10 from the 35-yard line. Yeah, Josh, great return by Bryant Simpson. And now you got another quarterback, freshman quarterback, number 12, Hudson Tucker. As we said, son of defensive coordinator, Coach Tucker. Great opportunity for him as a freshman to get some great varsity experience in front of a great crowd. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Tucker is a freshman. He'll take, yeah, freshman quarterback, yeah. and we'll take the field. Some other freshmen, one of the most talented ones we have here, number 21, Calvin Moa. Small kid, 5'3", receiver and defensive back. Tucker passes out into the flat. He has his man. It's caught. It's up to the 35, up to the 40. Still dancing around out past the 40. Almost up to the 45-yard line. A really big hit there by BTW. That was number 18, Jeremy Salisbury, Jr., another freshman. A lot of freshmen here getting some early action here. He took a pretty tough tackle there from BTW at the end of that play. The pickup will be nine yards, so it'll be second down and one for Briarcrest. The ball is on the... 44-yard line of the Saints. Salisbury a little shaking up. Number 47, Russell Maples will check in. BTW has all 11 men on the line of scrimmage, but Briarcrest is going to break the play on a handoff. Running back has the ball all the way up to the 40-yard line. That'll be a first down. That was Brock Lasig. Christian Flores Villafana. Ah, there we go. There's two two different 24s on the roster. There are. That troubles you. That was the freshman running back, Flores Villafana. That's first down for Briarcrest. It'll be first and 10 at the 39-yard line, this time on the BTW side of the field. And not a bad run there from the freshman in his first varsity game, the 5'11", 210-pound running back. And now Hudson Tucker takes a big sack. Yeah, Tucker trying to roll out, trying to look downfield. Uh, really didn't have much going that time, BTW came up very quickly, and that will be a loss of four or five for Briarcrest. It'll be second down and long for the Saints. 
Lots of freshmen in the game for Briarcrest. BTW is really playing an aggressive defensive half. Another pass out into the flat. Uh, it's caught. It's going to be brought up to almost. He almost got back to the original line of scrimmage. And scrimmage, once again, that is Salisbury Jr. with the catch. He's a fast kid. Yeah, very fast freshman. Those two receivers we mentioned, Calvin Moa and Salisbury, great freshman receivers in the quarterback behind center and a great week of practice. They will go out to practice a few days this week and watch and learn from them. And they had a fantastic week of quarterbacks watching Carlson and Tucker. And Third and 11 for Briar Crest. The Saints snap back the quarterback keeper. He runs it up the middle. He's still on his feet. He's down to about the 35-yard line. There's a whole host of Warriors will swallow him up and drop him. That will be a gain of seven up to the 35-yard line. Now what do you do? Do you punt? You're at kind of no man's land. Yeah, no man's land. And we're assuming kick, kicker Cooper Allen's done for the night, so I don't know if this is in your kicker's range. It's be about a 50-yarder. Offense will stay on the field on a fourth and five. Yeah, so the offense stays out there. Hudson Tucker is the quarterback. Flores Villa Afana is the running back, and they're a high snap. The quarterback still got the ball. He breaks a tackle. He's running around, gets downfield, has a man up at the 25-yard line, breaks a tackle to the 20, to the 15, down to the 10, all the way down to the 6-yard line. Briarcrest, a beautiful play by the quarterback that time, Hudson Tucker, and an even better play by the wide receiver. Yeah, absolutely great catch. That number 85, Hayden Parker, the freshman receiver, 6-foot, 185 pounds, making his fantastic debut. Had some nice tackles in the first half. That's a huge catch there on fourth down. So with the clock running and not stopping, we're already down to three minutes and 40 seconds to go in the third quarter. Briarcrest has it down on the eight-yard line, first and goal. Bunch of freshmen in the game right now for the Saints. Didn't slow them down on that last play. There's the handoff, handoff up the middle. Breaks a tackle up to about the two or three, but he's going to pile it bore his way into the end zone for a touchdown. The running back that time, number 24, Flores Villafana, had three three or four BTW players draped around him, but he just basically put them on his back and took them all the way into the end zone. Yeah, very impressed there from the freshman Flores Villafana. Him and that offensive line just forced their way into the end zone. They would not be denied on that play. Yeah, that was a fantastic run. So Briarcrest now leads 54 to nothing. Hackmeyer is in to try the extra point this time. The kick is up and the kick is low and the kick is not good. So with two minutes and about 40 seconds to go, Briarcrest leads 54 to zero over Booker T. We will kick it back to the studio for this message from our sponsors. Okay, we are back at Joseph Clayton Field here, the beautiful campus of Briarcrest Christian School where the Saints have jumped out to a 54 to nothing lead. There's a little over a minute and a half to go in the third quarter. We are going to do, you know, in baseball, Parker, they do this all the time. Like one play-by-play guy will do three innings, then the other guy will switch and do three, and then they'll switch back for three innings. We're going to do a baseball call. When the fourth quarter starts, we're going to, I'm going to do color, and you're going to do play-by-play. All right, let's do it. You ready for that? I am. I know. That's what you like to do. Here. Okay, so Briarcrest is about to kick off. Now there's only 12 seconds to go. Uh, actually, excuse me, there's they actually put some time back on the clock, so there's a minute and 13 or 12 to go. So we've got a little bit of time here in the third quarter. 
time for Parker to get his windpipes kind of exercise <laughs> and stuff like that. There's the kickoff. BTW will field it at the 15-yard line. It's coming straight up the middle of the field to the 25. Going to be tackled there by Briarcrest at the 26-yard line. It's a great tack right there by number 49, Carter First. The sophomore defensive back, the six foot, 165 pounder, making a great tackle coming out of nowhere. So now we're down to around 40 seconds to go in the third quarter. And BTW, this they're taking, they're they're being very leisurely about getting the team out on the field. So we may not even get a playoff. A referee does blow his whistle with about 30 seconds ago. So now the game clock. Uh, although that hasn't been. That's the only thing that hadn't worked right tonight is the play clock. Uh, no. Hasn't been. Uh, so. so, anyway, BTW lines up. Ball is at the – looks like they got it actually after the 28. It's going to be first down and 10. Nine seconds to go in the quarter. They do get the playoffs. going to throw it deep, and it's going to be, oh, almost intercepted by Briarcrest. Actually, the quarterback that time, uh, Deion Porter, who has played a very good game, uh, threw into triple coverage. Ball should have been picked off. So, anyway, that's the end of the quarter. We will kick it back to the studios for a commercial break. And when we come back, Parker May will be on the play-by-play. The Saints are marching in, and we want you to join us. Briarcrest launched the largest capital campaign in school history this spring. Building, competing, leading an athletic campaign. Briarcrest is transforming fields, facilities, and lives from senior K to seniors in high school. Visit briarcrest.com support to learn how you can be a part of this important campaign to take BCS athletics to the next level. APM Appraisals presents Briarcrest Football on the Mighty 990 KWAM. APM Appraisals, evaluating property in the Mid-South. And we're back from Clayton Field as the fourth quarter between the Briarcrest Saints and the Booker T. Washington Warriors about to get underway. Saints lead 54 to nothing. It'll be the Booker T. Washington ball on the 28-yard line, first and 10. By the way, Parker, tomorrow morning at 6 a.m., it's the Mid-South Gardening Show with my good friend Veda Vance and Ken Mabry. They are taking your que- they will be taking your questions about gardening and lawn care from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. tomorrow on the Mighty 990. Yeah, great show. Call in if you got any questions. Do you have, do you do much yard work? I'm in the grass a couple times <laughs> if I have to. <laughs> well. I think they may talk about things a little bit deeper yeah. than grass cutting, but you sure. never can tell. Great football night here at Clayton Field, but some other great sports have been happening this past week at the campus of Briarcrest. The girls' soccer team had a draw last night between Arlington 1-1, and our Lady Saints volleyball team has picked up three wins this week, improving their record of 3-0 in the early season. Wow. Deion Porter takes a snap, looking to throw. Great catch by the Warrior receiver. Almost intercepted by number 86, Lance Bryan. By number two, Jamar Frazier, though, makes a fantastic catch, the senior receiver for the Booker T. Washington Warriors. Well, if BTW hadn't figured anything else out tonight, they I think they know who their quarterback is moving forward. Uh, Deion has made several nice plays tonight. A few, a few bad passes, but for the most part, he's been on the money. Yeah, that's a great point. If they had a quarterback competition coming in tonight, it should be over by the time they leave. Yep. 
It's number 48 for the Saints. Jack Baker, the freshman defensive end, checks in. Porter takes a snap. He hands it off. Guy makes a couple men miss. It's number six, Darius Wadley. He's had a nice night running the football. Gets a gain of about seven right there on the play, up to about the 45. Yeah, Max actually uh, had a couple of broken tackles that time. Nice run by the BTW running back. He's been consistent. He's gotten yards when they've needed him to. It's a very credible night for him. It's number 87. Blake's, Blake Parks checks into the game, another freshman defensive end. So freshman on both the outsides of the D-line right now. And they'll fill in the interior D-line with number 56, Isaiah Robertson. And number 57, Isaiah Robertson. Porter takes a snap, rolls out right. That's time to throw. Low pass, and it's incomplete. Number 84, Luke Erickson on the coverage. Yeah, and Briarcrest really is uh, now just checking in a bunch of different players. It's kind of hard for us to uh, uh, keep up with because a lot of the players coming in the game have the same numbers yeah, of the players numbers. that left the game. A lot of double numbers. I only that thought that happened in college. I did too. That, that looked <laughs> like a hockey line suggestion. Substitution there. About eight players just subbed in for the Saints. Six minutes left in this home opener. Season over for the Briarcrest Saints. They have a 54 nothing lead. Beyond the air again next week on the Mighty 990 from the campus of Houston High School as that will be the week two matchup for the Briarcrest Saints. A very exciting one. We're looking forward to that one. Porter takes the snap. Once again, rolls out right. Lobs the ball downfield, and it's caught. And that's going to be a touchdown for the Warriors. Shutout no more, and a great catch by number six. By number two, sorry, Jamar Frazier, the senior wide receiver, has made many nice plays tonight, and that one gets the Warriors on the board. Yeah, that time Frazier got behind the Briarcrest defensive backs, and once again, Deion Porter was able to run away from the pressure, put the ball right on the numbers, and, you know, even though it's a big blowout game, uh, Parker, I think the, the defense probably wanted to get that shutout, so that took that yeah. away. A little disappointing for Coach Tucker. Thought he had a shutout in the books, but either way, fantastic quarterback play on that drive by Dion Porter. Makes another nice play on the run. And looks like the Warriors will line up and go for two. Porter will be in the shotgun. He's got two receivers to his left with Jamar Frazier to his right. Lobs one up. Incomplete. Number 13, Leon Tucker, the intended target. Good defense there and coverage on by number 41, Jackson Blakeney, the junior linebacker. So, Josh, what's the main takeaway for Coach Stewart tonight? Well, I think the first takeaway is other than we've seen maybe a few minor injuries, it doesn't look like anybody get injured. So, that's the big takeaway. Uh, secondly, um, you know, obviously you wanted to get the victory. They're going to get the victory. Um, they got some young players in the game. I, to me, I'm still, if I'm Coach Stewart, you would rather see a little more competitive game in this first one because yeah. this schedule gets very, very difficult, as you know, Parker. I mean, it's Houston next week. It's Brentwood the week after that. DeSoto Central the week after that. And Christian Brothers the week after that. It's a That's brutal a gauntlet. four games right there after this week. And, very tough. You'll have the next two games uh, on the road at Houston, at Brentwood Academy, and you'll come back home for DeSoto Central and Christian Brothers. I'll be the region opener hosting Christian Brothers. 
deep to return this kick for the Saints with number 18, Jeremy Salisbury. And number 21, Calvin Moa, that freshman wide receiver duo we were talking about earlier. And the Saints, uh, as freshmen do sometimes, they lined up on the wrong side of the field, so now they're having to run, make a 100-yard jaunt back to the other side of the field. You know what happens, they're freshmen. <laughs> that's right. They're, they go, they, that's, why, uh, that's why coaches don't like to play freshmen very often. So. Saints have a third member deep. That'll be number four, William Jones, another freshman. Got to be a great experience if you're a freshman player on this team, getting a great experience on a huge opportunity in front of a great crowd. Absolutely. And, you know, this, it really, when they have this running clock, it really does go by quickly. We're almost down to two minutes to go exactly. in the football game. You're going to go try to go uh, talk to Coach Stewart, right? Actually, we're going to go interview the starting quarterback tonight, Cade Carlson. Okay. Talked about his first varsity start. He's very excited. Let's see how he feels after the game, after getting a great win as That'll a starting be fun. quarterback. That's yeah. good. Seemed pumped about it when I talked to him earlier. So Salisbury will turn this kick. Carter at the three. Gets to the 15, to the 20, 25, 30. Great blocking up to the 35, and he's upended at about the 36-yard line. Great tackle from the Warriors. Number 20, Jermaine Kennedy. Yeah, Kennedy. That was a beautiful form tackle. Salisbury will be feel, feel, feeling that one tomorrow. Yeah. He's had a great game. They were turning it out. Two nice catches. So, this, you know, the Briarcrest defense, I mean, excuse me, offense, would love to get a little something going here. And they've done well. These young kids have come in and had a good accounting for themselves. But they would love to with just over a minute and a half to go to maybe uh, maybe not put more points on the board, but maybe get a few He's more get, first yeah. downs. Yeah. A couple first downs, both the younger quarterbacks, Sims Anderson and Hudson Tucker have great drives, and Sims Anderson will come back out for another drive. He'll hand it off to number 32, Jay Setzer. He gets a nice little gain, six yards up past the 40-yard line, right at the 40-yard line. Second and about four. By the way, you can listen to the Briarcrest Saints anywhere in America. Just download the Mighty 990 app. The app also gives you access to all of KWAM's programming. You can even send us game day thoughts. Wow. Wow, send us questions about the game, what you think. Absolutely. Under a minute now to go here at Clayton Field with the Saints leading 54-6. to Sims Anderson takes the snap, hands it off again to Jay Setzer, Jay Setzer again. for the first down. Nice run that time by Setzer, just uh, the sophomore. 235 pounds, I bet he's a load. Yeah, that's a tough guy to tackle right there. 30 seconds ago, this is probably the final play of the game before we'll go down and have the post-game interview with junior quarterback Cade Carlson. Doesn't look like the Saints are in any hurry to snap this football. That might just be the ball game, folks. Yeah, that'll probably, yeah, will be, I'm sure, the last play of the game. So you are going to take off and go down and do a interview. The game is now, well, we've got six seconds left. Five, four, three, two, one. And so the game is final. Briarcrest goes to 1-0 and on the season with a 54-6 win over the Booker T. Washington Warriors. My buddy Parker May is going to go down and get an interview on the field. And while he does that, we're going to kick it back to Josh Rivera in the KWAM studios. Okay, we are back at Joseph Clayton Field here at Briarcrest Christian School, where tonight Briarcrest has really uh, gotten off on the right 
foot as they are leading or won the game 54 to 6 over Booker T. Washington. We are about to go down to the field, and Parker May, he is going to interview a Briarcrest player. If I could, uh, I see Parker now running down the field. So we will talk here for a minute. Uh, it was a great game for Briarcrest. The Saints, as we've already let you know, their schedule gets much more difficult. Uh, as we uh, go down the season. Next week we'll be at Houston High School. Houston will be a much tougher test than what we saw tonight. Uh, then the Saints will we will travel up to Nashville and take on Brentwood Academy. And then DeSoto Central, a great, uh, an excellent school in South Haven, Mississippi. That was a great game uh, last year. The Saints ended up winning it. And then Christian Brothers. Then you've got Woodale, Wooddale, uh, MUS, Pure Academy. Uh, and on down the line. So, But we will be here all the way through uh, as the season goes along here on KWAM 990. The fireworks are going off on, at Joseph Clayton Field, and the students are lined up uh, down around the 20-yard line, and they are going to uh, celebrate this victory with the players in just a minute. Right now, Parker May is trying to get an interview with a player, but uh, it looks like the Briarcrest coaches have got the players uh, circled around them, and they're kind of are, are giving a post-game speech. So it may be just a minute or two before we can get to Parker. Had the KWAM tent out here, gave away a $50 gift card to one lucky fan. And it was just a great night of football all around. Tomorrow morning... Keep it right on KWAM 990, where at 6 a.m. it's the Mid-South Gardening Show. Veda Vance and Ken Mabry are taking your questions about gardening and lawn care tomorrow morning uh, from 6 till 9. So it looks like Parker, maybe he does. He's going to get, it looks like, number 7, Colin Collier. But I will let, I will let Parker... He'll look up at me. I will let Parker take it away. Uh, and we're not. Parker is doing what looks like an outstanding interview, but it, <laughs> but we are not hearing it. So that's first game jitters, I think, our first game uh, technical difficulties. So I guess what we will do then, the, the interview is now over, we will kick it back to the uh, KWAM studios, back to Josh Rivera, and we will sign off here from Clayton Field, where tonight Briarcrest had a big victory over BTW, 54-6. We're going to sign off, but we will see you next week, next Friday, at Houston High School. So, On behalf of Parker May, I'm Josh Davis. So long, everybody. From the Mighty 990 Broadcast Center, it's the EPM Appraisals Post Game Show. EPM Appraisals, evaluating property in the Mid-South. Here's Josh Rivera. And that concludes tonight's game. Briarcrest taking home an easy victory against Booker T, 55-6. to It wasn't even close, guys. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry about the technical difficulties. We weren't able to get the interview. But that's okay. We're here on the postgame show now. I'm excited to have everyone. Let's go through some scores real quick. I know Josh was going through a couple just a little bit ago. But we're going to jump through some scores going around in the city of Memphis football. Collierville just, I mean, just trampling Wooddale, 40-0. to um, like I said, they're coming off an undefeated season, and they're trying to get revenge on a pretty sad uh, ending of their season. They're, they're already up 40-0. That game should be 
ending pretty soon. Memphis University School and Arlington. MUS up 28-0 up against Arlington right now. Barlin and Pure Academy is 32-6 currently. And Lausanne, we were talking earlier uh, with the two contributors I had with the Memphis, with the with the Daily Memphian and the Commercial Appeal. We were talking about their quarterback, Brock Glenn, who committed to Ohio State in July. Um, he's having a crazy great game right now. Um, it seems we have some other... Okay, we have some scores coming in right now. Adamsville and Trinity Christian is still tied at 14. Los Ann uh, is currently... We'll come back to Los Ann's score right now. Houston and Ridgeway, we're at 14 to 0. Um, and other scores from around the league. We oh, first assembly Christian in Clarksville, 31 to 0. It's pretty rough right now for first assembly. Um, North Delta and Rossville Christian. North Delta is up seven right now, about to head into the fourth pretty soon. We also have some scores with Ripley and Jackson. It's 14 to 0. Uh, Ripley's up. And North Point Christian down 18 to three against Jackson Christian. Um, I want to throw it to Sherry Hopper, who's our contributor from FACS. And um, Sherry, I want to thank you for joining the show right now. I'm sorry to hear uh, that FACS is down by quite a lot. What's the energy going around um, right now at the school? Well, honestly, uh, when you put me on, we just scored. So we <laughs> did get a touchdown just now. So uh, it is now 6-38. to 38. We've got three minutes left in the third quarter. Uh, I mean, we're still very excited to be out here. I mean, we're just, we're just excited to play some football. Yeah, and that's okay. You know, first game, jitters, that, that happens a lot. You know, you're trying to get the season in order. Things like that happen. It is not, it's not going to dictate how the rest of the season is going to go. I hope you guys bounce back a little bit. But um, I wanted to, and, and the crazy thing is it's still third quarter. Briarcrest ended it relatively quickly. I mean, we were done before 9 o'clock, and that's that's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah. in terms of, uh, I want to talk some Memphis Tiger football because that's coming up as well. I mean, we have football coming up uh, in college, and it's just a few weeks away. Um, but we, we're going to start the season against Mississippi State. How excited are you to be back in supporting Memphis? Oh, where well, I am thrilled to be back. You know, that is where I, I bleed blue and uh, i'm so excited to be out there we're gonna start i hate that we're starting out in startville i would love it to be a home game but we got to start somewhere but i mean it is it is just a great feeling to be back in the, the liberty bowl and just everything going on yeah and i'm looking at the schedule now i imagine you'll be just uh about most of the games i know you have your own show on saturdays but i can i can imagine you'll try to go to pretty much all the games i'm curious oh, if, i always go to all okay the games. all the games <laughs> you gotta be there okay cool so that answers my question you're gonna be all the games i'm curious if you have a game circled on your calendar for the season which game are you looking forward to the most uh, uh, UCF. Um, we're looking for the UCF game, uh, and then after that would be Houston. Those are the teams that we just kind of we have a rivalry with them, and and we're sending the, both of those teams out of the league too. We we'd like to send them out with a loss. Yeah, you've been a member of the Highland Hundred, and and you've talked to uh, several people associated with that. You were just there not too long ago when they had the event. You had the chance to meet much of the staff ahead of the season, including Coach Ryan Silverfield. What did he tell you about the upcoming season, and what can fans expect? Oh, he's very excited about the season, and he, I mean, he's working with uh, you know Seth Hannigan, and uh, you know, we got a we got a great coaching staff. We got a we got a bunch of new faces on the coaching staff, and they are all just really really excited. I mean, he is nothing but positive about what's going on on that Tiger field, and uh, he's just really looking forward to getting everybody out there and and pulling the team together. You also had a chance to talk to, to former Tigers quarterback Brady White. Um, as he just returned to the sidelines in Memphis as an offensive graduate assistant. Did you get a chance to talk to him, and how, how does he feel about his new position? 
Oh, he loves it. I mean, that he's, you know, back to uh, continue working on his postgraduate degree and, uh, you know, get his get kind of jump start on, on coaching and because that's, you know, where he hopes to be at, uh, in the future. And, of course, this is his home. He loves the Tigers, and he's a really, really good ambassador to our for our Tiger program. Sherry, i got to let you go. Thank you so much for joining me and talking some Tiger football. I'm excited to uh, talk some more high school football as the season progresses. I hope uh, FACS um, can win some games this year. I'm sure they will. Thank you, Sherry, for joining the show. I do. You're welcome. Just one more thing. If you guys want to be a part of the Tiger program, you join Highland 100 at Highland100.org, and we would love to have you. There you go. Be sure to get involved. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, guys, so we're going to jump into our uh, break right now. I want to thank our post-game sponsor, EPM Appraisals Post-Game Show. EPM Appraisals Evaluating Property in the Mid-South. We'll be back for more. A really smart bank lets its customers do the talking. In bigger banks, you get lost in the shuffle. Here, that's not the case. When you walk in, everybody knows who you are. She knows my name, and I know her name. I think this bank has personality. I tell everyone about it. They think independently, and they allow people to realize their dreams. I see myself still with Independent Bank in 10 years. Isn't it time you switched to Independent Bank? Independence to me is freedom. Independent Bank. Locally owned and FDIC insured. Frame your stories for a lifetime. Rando Framing Gallery provides a wide variety of frames for senior pictures, wedding photographs, high school and college diplomas, jerseys, art, and restores frames for historical prints and paintings as well. A local family business. Let Rando Framing Gallery serve you with distinctive custom designs. There is something for everyone. Rando Framing Gallery, located in the Germantown Collection, off Poplar and Exeter. Easy to park, easy to get it done, and easy to get out. Curbside parking available. Now, back to the EPM Appraisals Postgame Show with Josh Rivera. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Postgame Show here at Mighty 990 Studios. I want to thank you for listening this evening. And I wanted to give an update on Los Ann. I, I was struggling to get the score, and I got it back now. Los Ann is up 41-7 to on Southwind. And I want to recap a little bit of what I was talking about with Southwind earlier. They started the season off 7-0. to They went 8-1 in the regular season and lost in the semifinals in the division playoffs. They're currently ranked number 14 in Tennessee, highest ranking in the Memphis area. Right now, the way they're uh, playing Southwind, I can imagine that can probably go up a little bit or stay the same. We'll see how the rest of the game goes. And uh, their quarterback, Brock Glenn, I was talking to John uh, Varlis earlier. He was saying that there's a lot of expectations for this quarterback. He committed to Ohio State in July. It's his final year. And I can imagine that. I, and I, I, wanted, I was wondering, like, is this really a surprise to see Brock Glenn just dominating right now? Um, I'll try to have a conversation with him for next week's show uh, for our coverage next week. I'm excited for more football. Let's talk some more Tiger football as we have college coming up pretty soon. Um well, some pretty cool news. I mean, we've been, we've been talking a little bit about on the morning show at Wake Up Memphis about the Liberty Bowl renovations. I know Chet, Chet and Cherry have talked a little bit about uh, the renovations they have coming up for the Liberty Bowl. $150 million to $200 million projected to be finishing before the 2025 season. The whole goal of this new Liberty uh, Bowl transformation is to uh, renew the stadium's, uh, stadium's west side, providing several innovative premium seating options, creating a hospitality uh, experience within the halo space surrounding the stadium. Other new seating options, such as family boxes on the north end and party deck patios for students on the south end, and a potential repurpose and retrofit of the east side suite tower. That's according to the press release. Um, yeah, that's really interesting to see what could happen with the new Liberty Bowl renovations. I know they've been playing at the Liberty Bowl for years, and I know since even like when my dad, when he went to um, 
when he went to Memphis State at the time. I mean, Liberty Bowl was around. It's it's pretty crazy that we're going to probably see a, a new renewed Liberty Bowl. And uh, jumping into some other Tennessee college news, Tennessee football not ranked. They have some notable games this fall. They're going to be playing Alabama on the 15th of October and Georgia on November, on November 5th. Here's something that's really interesting. Tennessee football is bringing back their smoky gray uniforms, recently announced to be returning for the first time since 2017. Uh, you know, the gray, the gray jerseys, they look good. I mean, they, I am happy they're bringing it back. I just don't know um, if it looks that great on Volunteer Orange. This is my opinion. But I think uh, it's a smart thing to bring them back. They're really clean jerseys. And I'd like to see even Memphis bring those back. To bring some, uh, some black jerseys would be really nice. We're going to take a second break. And when we come back, we're going to give you some more news, um, some more scores, and uh, other analysis. And welcome back to the post-game show. I have John Barless with me. I got a hold of him. And, John, I'm, I'm really happy that you uh, decided to come back for more analysis. Uh, how's uh, some of the football scores been turning out for you? Well, I, and I apologize for the technical difficulties earlier, uh, guys. But yeah, we got a we not not much of a competitive game here at Lausanne. It was close for about a quarter or so, but Lausanne has pulled away and they lead uh, Southwind now, forty-one fifteen, with ten minutes or so left in the game. Uh, Brock Glenn, the Ohio State quarterback, has got uh, three touchdown passes and a touchdown run. He's played really well. I, I, I think. Uh, Lausanne kind of figured things out after a slow start, and uh, they're playing some good football now. I definitely think they're going to live up to their billing and, and be one of the better teams in our area. John Varley is joining me. He's the high school sports reporter for the Daily Memphian, and uh, I'm looking at your tweets right now. Collierville winning its 11th straight regular season win, 47-0 over Wooddale. Are you really surprised at Collierville's win? No, not at all. Uh, Wooddale has is, is got a, a new coach. They're, they're, they're building. And, uh, you know, Collierville, they lost some good guys from last season, but they, they had plenty of good, talented guys coming back. And, and uh, they added a transfer quarterback from MUS, and they made Glover. And I know he had three touchdown passes in the first half. I don't know how many he finished with, but looks like they got a, a keeper at quarterback. So, no, I'm not surprised at all. I think Collierville is definitely going to be one of the, the better teams in our area in, in 6A. And now that the games are starting to slow down, what's it look like where you're at? Has it kind of died down a little bit? Yeah, I just been Lausanne is where I'm at. So, yeah, Lausanne is in control here. I saw where MUS is in control against Arlington. Um, let's see. Uh, I saw where well, I saw where Briarcrest opened with a pretty easy victory tonight. So good start for Briarcrest, and uh, you know, like like I mentioned earlier, we got some good games tomorrow. It's just a great opening weekend of high school football. John, I want to thank you for joining uh, the show again for our post game. Um, we'll get back to you at some point. I, I hope that you can be, uh, be able to come back for the next couple of shows as the season progresses. Um, but thank you, John, for joining us, and uh, I hope you have a great night. For sure, guys. I'm glad to help, and uh, sorry again for the problem. Oh, no, I'll, not at I'll all. Be, I'll, be, I'll be better next time. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you. All right, guys, we're going to take our final break, and when we come back, we're just going to end the show a little bit and uh, just lead you into the rest of the night. Mark your calendars for Friday, September 23rd. Briarcrest Homecoming 2022 will include two special alumni recognitions, the induction of our 2022 Athletic Hall of Fame and the 20th anniversary celebration of our first football state championship team. Alumni, join us at 5.30 p.m. for a barbecue dinner in the high school commons and stay for the homecoming game to celebrate the tradition of excellence that is Briarcrest Athletics. May God continue to bless the Saints. 
Magnolia Homes is your local luxury home builder in the Memphis area. Magnolia Homes is committed to their slogan, live life well, and pledge their attention to the curated design and personalized features that reflect distinctive taste. They pledge their attention to craftsmanship, originality, superior materials, and dedication to their homeowner's total satisfaction. Celebrating 35 years, Magnolia Homes is a locally family-owned business by Karen Garner and Reggie Garner Jr. Explore their six communities with five furnished models. Click yourmagnoliahome.com for more info. Now, back to the EPM Appraisals Post Game Show with Josh Rivera. Welcome back. We're here at the Mighty 990 Studios, and we want to thank you one more time for joining the show. We're happy that you've uh, tuned in to listen to the post game show. And uh, I want to thank Josh Davis and uh, Parker May for their uh, outstanding play by play. I want to finish the show talking a little bit um, about some exciting news just in Memphis, just in general. And for the first time, or for one of the first times that I can remember, you know, Grizzlies, Memphis Grizzlies are getting a Christmas game against Golden State in San Francisco and multiple national games. I mean, that says a lot about um, our team this year. And um, excited to see what kind of a season we have. I know we had an outstanding uh, season last year. We, we were in the second seed in the West. And yeah, we were taken out by Golden State, and since that, since we were taken out in the second round, it's been a rivalry that's just been brewing and brewing and brewing. Seeing John Morant and uh, and Draymond Green just just bickering on, on 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 Twitter, and it's all good fine. I mean, they they've they've definitely played with it a little bit. It's not as serious as it may seem, um, but we got what we wanted. We're gonna have a Christmas game and multiple national games after a successful season. It's gonna be fun to see what can happen um, with this young team as they try to prove themselves, and now. Um, they're not going to be the hunt, the hunters. They're going to be the hunted. This is a young team that has a lot to prove already. And the West is upcoming. It, there's a lot of good teams that are coming up. And uh, we'll see what happens as the season progresses with the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, there's a lot of championship expectations with this team already in their second season. Um, and the, the, the Golden State Warriors have been a, 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 a monument, a staple. Um, of the NBA but guys we're going to close out tonight I want to thank you guys for listening to the show to the play by play we hope you had a great time and uh, I just want to say thank you to all the engineers we've had the technical people all the people that that have have made it possible to run the show Um, we couldn't have done it without them and we couldn't have done it without you listeners um, and all the people that have supported us and I uh, am excited for the rest of the season have a good night everyone we'll see you next week Have a good night.